Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 31st of January 2019. This is The Gap, episode 453. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gyori is back from Japan. How are you going, Job? Pretty good. Bit tired. No, I can. Did you get back yesterday morning? Uh, yeah. Yesterday morning, I had to stay awake all day. I was on a plane full of fuck kids. <clears throat> it was like fucking some sort of, I don't know, kindergarten trip to Japan or some fucking shit because there were fucking... <laughs> There was I, all of them. It was literally he, just fucking kids everywhere, like from one to fucking five, and all of them wouldn't shut the fuck up. And meanwhile, there's me, like, crammed into a seat, a f- 100% full flight, me and, the, like, only other fucking wide-set dude on the entire plane are sat next to we fucking, like, each other. I'm on the aisle, he's in the fucking middle. At least he didn't get, he didn't get up all flight, <laughs> which is... Amazing. Uh, yeah. I guess it's only like, what, eight hours, nine hours to Japan or back from it's Japan. It's not too bad. Um, but yeah, he didn't fucking move all flight. He just sort of sat there. And he's, he had this really puffy jacket on as well. So I basically from the start of this flight, I just had my arm. Um, we were just touching. We were just touching. Just had to, <laughs> like, there was nothing else we could do. Like, if I'm going to sit like a normal human being on this fucking plane, I'm just going to, we're going to have to touch. And at least, like, he was a cool dude. And we worked it out. He went, like, he went front. You know, you do the, like, you can't both share one of those narrow-ass armrests, right? Because my arm is wider than the armrest itself. My forearm is wider than it. But if sure. you sort of, like, twist your arm in, like a chicken wing, right? You can have the back end. I have the back end. And he just has to put his arm forward a bit. And then he can have the front half, right? That's how you, that's how you share a fucking armrest. And we both sort of, you know, unspoken agreement just sort of slotted into that situation. Mm. So that was okay. But I didn't sleep anyway because the lady behind me, I think she was kicking my chair. I don't know. I gave her a look, right? And it turns out I don't have an intimidating look in me. I think it's because of the look choice. I didn't go with like, or like, uh, you know, glare. I went with like a, why the fuck are you doing this sort of mm. look? Uh, and she just sort of looked at me and like, like nodded and then that was it. Right. Like, <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's enjoy that for the next fucking eight hours. Cunt. Uh, so I did, I did enjoy that. Uh, I did not enjoy any sleep. And so I'd stay awake all day. Uh, I was a fucking vegetable. I didn't do shit. Um, I also didn't do much on the plane, like the flight itself. Cause I was trying to go to sleep. So I probably picked up. Like a couple of moments of sleep. Uh, I watched Widows on the plane. Yep. Uh, good movie. I liked it, but I had to rewind it about six times from having like micro sleeps and the scene would change. I'm like, I don't know who the fuck any of these people are. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how we got here. So I guess we'll um, have to go back again. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that was shit. Uh, it didn't help that I didn't go to bed uh, before... I think the latest I went to bed was 4 o'clock in the morning uh, while I was in Japan. So, yeah, that didn't help. Uh, so I was pretty tired. Yeah. And I had to get up early, like, two of the days. So I could, one, go to Mario Karting. And two, uh, go to the event that I was at. Um, but, yeah. Good trip though, awesome trip. Like, right? Japan's awesome. It was cold. Uh, not last time I went 
uh it was hot as fuck yeah it was like 38 degrees or whatever the fuck uh that was too hot for me uh it's too hot for anyone i think it's 38 degrees right now in sydney but um it's pretty hot yeah it's too hot uh this time it was i think well it was, there was a blizzard while we were landing uh it was the hairiest fucking landing while we we're coming into japan uh it was like proper scary like zero g moments like you know you just sort of float in the air because the the plane like shunts downwards and you're like oh fuck especially <laughs> like you know that you're on approach for landing uh and we've all seen like we don't like to admit it but we've all seen die hard too and you're like oh they'll be going off instruments if i learn anything from die hard too they'll be going off instruments they won't know exact their exact altitude because they, they can't see the ground they can't see it so uh, i don't know what's going on oh fuck we're gonna call we're fine um so yeah, but it was snowing. Uh, that was fucking so many people just stood in the middle of the fucking walkway on the way out uh, to take photos of the snow. And it's like, just fucking move, dickheads. Like, can't you wait till you get to a part where there's space to fucking, like, move around so people can get around you? As it is, I'm like fucking shoving past pricks. I just fucking, come on, swimming my way through. <laughs> Then, uh, yeah, I caught the train. I landed at, uh, there's two airports in Japan. There's, um, Narita and Haneda. Uh, Haneda is like 30 minutes out of the city and Narita is an hour and 15 minutes out of the city. Uh, but there is a train that you can catch. Uh, so I'm from Narita. So I landed in Narita, but I left from Haneda. Hmm. Uh, landing in Narita, yeah, I got in at like five. I didn't get to the hotel until like eight, uh, just cause, uh, there was like getting to the train and then I like accidentally, I took too long and missed the immediate train. The next one wasn't for half an hour. So I had to wait that and then an hour on the train. And then, uh, I got lost in Shinjuku. We we're staying in Shinjuku and I got lost in Shinjuku station. Mm-hmm. So that didn't, that wasn't very helpful. Um, but yeah, got there, checked in, immediately went out to dinner, ate chicken hearts, ate all kinds of stuff of skewers. Wasn't about it. I still like, I like chicken hearts enough, uh, but they're too chewy for them to be like something I really want to eat all of all the time. Uh, yeah. I don't want a full fucking skewer of four of the fucking things. Uh, you know, like one or two, I'm good. Um, what was the other thing? Chicken cartilage. No, thank you. Uh, we had the most insane conversation about what the fuck cartilage is. It turns out people don't... Do you know what cartilage is, Luke? It's like the like bone, bony bits. Bony bits. The joint. The, yeah. the, the part between, like, your elbow, hmm. right? The stuff that makes it so that your bones like don't s- scrape the on yeah. the white one another. Yeah. So, anyway. That's what I said, bony bits. Of course. You were so close. Uh, no, but... Um, <laughs> So many people did not understand this. They were like, what's the cartilage? Oh, so your, your, your knee bone. And you're like, no, you're not. Your fucking knee bone. You fucking pass between it. Anyway. Like uh, your nose, right? And isn't your nose and your, your ear? I do believe your nose is parts cartilage, yes. Like the, the squiggly bit of your nose. Yeah, and then um, ears. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, not bones, not skin, not muscle, rigid stuff. Yeah. Uh, Not tasty. I don't like to eat it. Um, yeah. (laughs) 
Anyway, that was on the skewers as well. Um, yeah, so we just, I don't know. It's good enough. Then we went out to Golden Guy, uh, hit up a couple of bars, found a good one. It was Motorhead themed. Uh, but like the, the band? Yeah, like the band. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was good. Just, yeah. Sat there the whole time, uh, surrounded by Japanese people, all of them talking Japanese. And then uh, they would say things and laugh uh, while looking at me. And then I mm. would just sort of stare at them and be like, what's funny? Uh, and a couple of times I <laughs> distinctly heard the word gaijin. So I knew they were talking about me, but never worked out why. Uh, yeah, good times. Stayed out till, yeah. I think I got home that day at five in the morning. Mm. Um, I don't think. I know I did because I sent my wife a message saying... <laughs> going to bed now good night <laughs> um and yeah i looked at the timestamp later and uh then i had to get up at eight o'clock so oh. i could get to the middle of fucking like it like I, I was going mario mario carring it's called not mario karting it is not in any way affiliated with nintendo hmm. uh, and they stressed this a lot because apparently they got sued um, but yeah, so it was an hour on the train to get out of this, this Mari car, uh, thing. So I had to get up at eight so I could get to my 10 o'clock, uh, like start, because if you're late, they leave without you and you just miss out. Yeah. Um, so I had to make sure I was there on time. Uh, also had to navigate Japan's trains. They're not that hard. Hmm. You just have to know which ones to get on. Like they have... They make it so easy with the letters and the numbers. So if you know that you need to go on the Marinucci line to stop 24, you just find M24. And once you're at M24, that's it, right? Easy peasy. You don't need to read Japanese. You don't need to understand Japanese. Once you've got those two bits down, fucking easy peasy. But, uh, yeah, finding the Marinucci line in general can be a bit difficult when there's like... Uh, in Shinjuku itself, there's like fucking 16 different fucking train lines going out of the one place. Yeah. And they've all got different names and stuff. You're like, okay, this is tough. This is tough. At least everything's in English. <laughs> yeah. At least there's, there's definitely a lot of English there. Meanwhile, in Australia, we're just like, whatever, English only, baby. Uh, <laughs> you'll work it out, motherfuckers. Um, but yeah, went out there, got a, got a cheeky breakfast, some, um, some Picari sweat to replenish my electrolytes. Ah. Um, oh, I forgot to mention, I got got home uh, by cab. I caught a cab back home. Hmm. Uh, if I didn't, I would have been like that fucking little matchstick girl, like dying on the outskirts of wherever the fuck, like just dead, straight up dead, frozen to death. Because uh, I got lost about 90% of the way through this, like, yeah. trip home. And I was looking on Google Maps, and it said, you know how, like, the, it tells you the way you're facing on Google Maps? Mm. It said I was going in one direction, but I could see that it was tracking me moving in the other, like I was fucking moonwalking my way through the streets <laughs> of fucking Shinjuku. Um, so I'm like, I got no idea where the fuck I am, to be honest. Uh, I thought I was heading towards the hotel. Anyway, I hopped in a cab, and he drove me back, and then uh, he drops me off. He's like, 
no charge, stay safe. Uh, and I'm like, what? No, no way, get out of here. And he's like, no, no, no charge, no charge, stay safe. And I'm like, that's crazy. So I gave him a thousand yen notes, which might have been overpaying, but I was just, well, I was drunk. I was probably still drunk by the time I got to Mario Kart, to be honest. Because there's no way that the alcohol left my system in the, in the four hours between me going, the five hours between me going to bed and me getting you know, into a go-kart. Like, it just doesn't... Hmm. I, I have a pretty decent alcohol m- metabolism, but it's not that good. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. Mario Um not drunk, just, you know, I'm sure I still had alcohol in my system, which I believe is a no-go if you're on an international driver's permit. Mm. Um, but I didn't get breathalyzed. Uh, I'm 100%. <laughs> so, yeah. 100% against drink driving. Uh, I did not. I, I wasn't drunk. Um, anyway. Anyway, when my recurring, um, it was weird. It was an odd experience um, because I sort of expected it to be a tour and then once the go-karts started up and they sounded exactly like go-karts i'm like fuck is this gonna be a tour <laughs> like, yeah no one can learn saying. anything mm. <laughs> uh and they didn't give us fucking headsets so we'd all be able to hear the tour guy and i'm like okay I, this, this is not uh, this is not a tour like i expect anyway it doesn't matter it was basically just an opportunity to drive around the streets of uh tokyo waving yeah. at people i waved at so many people Sorry, uh, Mario Kart. Yeah, Mario Kart. Mario Kart. Mario Kart. Um, did they dress you up? Or do uh, they, they don't do that anymore? They've got a bunch of costumes. You, There is no Nintendo-related costume. <laughs> they used all. to be, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. They got the shit suit out of them. Um, yeah. Apparently, the whole thing's going to go away, like, at some point. Uh, the government of Tokyo hates it. I, I can understand why. Uh, it You feel like you're an inconvenience... But more than that, you feel invisible. Like, imagine... You know how people can't see fucking bikes? Mm. Like, forget not being able to see a fucking bike. Imagine if a bike had the fucking profile of fucking something that comes up to your fucking knees. Like, imagine if it was, like, a fucking skateboard. People were lying down <laughs> on a fucking skateboard. That's your basic profile. A bus... I was, like, the tail end of our group because I was... There was a group of four... And uh, there was me, and I was sort of stuck on the end of this group. Not that it mattered. They were all cool, cool people. But, uh, yeah, I was just sort of like the the odd one out. So they stuck me at the back and, had, like, so I went the tour leader and then two people and two people and me. Mm. Uh, and, uh, yeah, bus 100% tried to merge into me at one point. Uh like just merged straight through me. It was the hairiest fucking shit. I had to like, but you went under it, right? You went under the bus. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> just uh, I popped a fucking drift so I could drift through under like below the wheelbase. It was uh, tight. No, um, yeah, I, I gunned it, managed to out like outpace this bus and go onto like technically the shoulder of the fucking road so that I would not get fucking killed by a bus in japan uh i was waving at a lot of people and i lost my wedding ring right uh because it flung off my hand uh which was not ideal um yeah uh so yeah that wasn't that wasn't good uh i would have stopped except i flung it 
I was like wave, 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 and then on the on the f- that wave, it flung off my finger into like oncoming traffic. So, uh, I, I not only would I have had to stop uh, on a dangerous street, uh, I also would have had to go into oncoming traffic, and that would have been not good. Uh, so yeah, I didn't do that. Uh, I just let it go. It was uh, it was pretty like. I don't know. It was it was a weird ring anyway. I wasn't about it that much. It was just a a thing. I'll get a new one. Um, yeah. So there was that. Uh, yeah. Drove around from the fish market. Went on the Rainbow Bridge, I believe it's called. Uh, got up to some decent speeds there. Got fast. Got I because uh, I was at the back. I was a lot of the time. I was sort of restricted as to how fast I was going. Uh, based on the person in front of me because I didn't want to like, I didn't want to overtake them because I knew that they weren't paying that much attention to what was behind them and uh, also uh, didn't want to ram into the back of them. So uh, yeah, I was, yeah, tending to go as fast as they were uh, and they were a bit of a hesitant driver, it seemed. Mm. Uh, But when I knew, so we went on the Rainbow Bridge twice and the first time we went down it, I got up to, I got going pretty quick like 65 ish uh but i couldn't go any faster without just annihilating the person in front of me so i sort of backed (laughs) off uh when we're going over it again and i knew we were going we're hitting the downhill bit i backed all the way off from the person in front and the group and the group like sort of tore out ahead and i was like i just sort of slowed getting up the hill it had a lot of trouble like the go-karts had some pretty hefty trouble getting up hills as it was. They didn't have a lot of fucking grunt in that sense. But as soon as I got to the crest of the hill, I powered and fucking, I got up fast enough that I had like speed wobbles and I'm like, well, shit, I'm, uh, I'm going to slow down, I think. Uh, so yeah, I backed off again, but, um, I looked at my, I had a GoPro, hmm. uh, GoPro did, uh, it wasn't on my head though. It was sort of, just sort of tucked into my shirt. Uh, so for a lot, like I'd say about 30% of my footage is of the inside of my shirt because uh, <laughs> it had slipped down and I would be driving and not fiddling with it. I'd only fiddle with it when we got to like a um, red light, basically. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as soon as like I started the speed walls, I dropped it uh, and like you, you, I don't know if you can see the speed walls. It doesn't look like you can very much, uh, but it was it was scary enough. Um, I think 80 ish, hmm. uh, probably seventy five. Um, but yeah, it was good. That was good. Uh, it was fun. It was cold as fuck. It was like it was a sunny day, and that meant that it was a blistering five degrees celsius uh and doing fucking generally about 50 kilometers an hour in an open air cart meant that it was it felt like it was about negative five or something like it was just fucking cold um so yeah i think you'd want to like if i could do it again i would wear more warm weather shit than what I did. Maybe a balaclava. Uh, A dude was doing, like, on a a night session. It was, like, supposed to be negative one that that night. There's no fucking way. 
there is no fucking way you would freeze your fucking eyes out um <laughs> you'd want goggles like you'd legit want goggles to stop oh man yeah fuck that um so that was that went out to dinner went to a place called hibiki uh which was named for the whiskey uh and i drank a shit ton of whiskey uh, i ate some weirder foods uh it was like a set menu and we had no idea what was on it um one of the one of the ladies with us is allergic to fish uh for to selfish shellfish hmm. and she was like fucking right about to eat a piece of crab sushi and i've like popped it in my mouth i'm like i'm pretty sure that's crab eh? And she's like uh do you reckon they, re- they they said there wasn't going to be any shellfish, so it's probably just like tuna or something. They're like, I I don't like I'm not a fish expert, but that didn't taste like fish. And uh, she asked someone, and it was crab. She would have fucking died. She didn't have an epipen on her. Like, yeah, that would have been a fucking that would have been pretty hairy. Anyway. So that was good. Went out afterwards, got some drinks. Uh, and then the next day we had the events, mm-hmm. uh, the game that uh, I can't really talk about. What? Embargoes. Yep. You can't talk about it. Uh, that is insane. We'll talk about it next week. Um, <laughs> uh, I can talk about some of it, but uh, I can't talk about a lot of it. Um, so we'll talk about that a bit later. But uh, then the next day uh, was, yeah, the next day uh, we were supposed to fly out at 10. In the morning, uh, we went to Team Lab Borderless. Uh, what is that? A, it's an art installation, like a digital art installation. Uh, ironically, I didn't know it at the time while I was Mari carring, but uh, it was like fucking 10 minutes down the road from Mari car. Like, it was super fucking close to it. Um, so, yeah, I went to... Like, I was just blown away. Uh, it was so close to where I'd been already. And I could have just gone. But I didn't. Anyway. Um, absolutely fascinating. Like, probably the top experience I had in Japan. Uh, you go into this massive warehouse. There's heaps of people. You sort of walk in... Uh, they tell you, you know, you, the uh, there's a bunch of different rooms. Some of them are hidden. You have to go find them. Uh, and then they let you in and you walk down this like pitch black fucking hallway uh, with just a couple of lights that serve to guide you where you're supposed to go. And uh, you wander in and then you go through these like pitch black curtains, open, open them up and like the room is covered in, in like flowers. Right. But they're being projected onto the walls basically. And, uh, there's, uh, basically every different room has a different projection, uh, or not projection necessarily, but different light based, um, like installments to it so yeah there was the flowers and the flowers were fucking everywhere um right off the one like secret room i found had um like this calligraphy 
that sort of moved. It was like pitch black in inside this room, um, mm. and there were like a bunch of monitors on the wall, and the calligraphy was sort of painted across like this the canvas of these six monitors, uh, and it would sort of scroll through. Uh, diff- and more calligraphy would get painted in. But because of the way the lighting in the room, all you could see was this digital canvas, I guess. The monitors acted as this canvas. And so you sort of you got a broader picture by like looking from left to right. It was like extremely... That was actually a pretty unsettling room because of the way... Uh, you sort of absorbed all of the information of the pictures itself. Uh, I walked back out of there and I'd been separated from the group. Like we'd been in there for like four seconds as a group. Uh, we were all pretty, we stuck together through the pitch black hallway. We managed to stay together there. And then four seconds afterwards, gone, gone forever. I never saw, I didn't see him again until we left. Um, but yeah, then uh, there was like a athletics forest that seemed a bit like a playground type deal. Uh, like, yeah, just a, a bunch of like different levels. Um, I don't know, things like ramps and man-made hills and stuff like that. But uh, projected onto the, all of them were like these forest animals and stuff like that. You could go into one room where you could... You draw a fish and you could scan the fish or you could give it to someone and they were like a staff member and they'd scan it in. Uh, you could not draw a penis fish. They wouldn't scan it in. I mean, you could draw a penis fish, but they wouldn't scan it in. But once they, uh, it was scanned in, it would join like the aquarium of fish on the walls and stuff. And so you could have your, like add your bit to the, the sea of uh, fish that go into the place and uh, what else? There was a slide and when you slid down it, uh, there was like a, a trail, like it left a trail behind you and uh, the trail sort of rippled out and uh, collided with other trails. When I was up there, there were these like two children, these tiny children, and uh, they were like fighting at the top of it and their parents were clearly down the bottom. I'll, I'll be clear. You sorted it out. A fucking crunch. <laughs> bitch um they were like three and four like they were super young uh the slide was a children's attraction uh like i bet i had to like duck to get my head through the little thing yeah uh like through the 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 slide portal i guess but four (laughs) people could slide at once uh and yeah i'm like squeezing my way through and they're like fighting up the top and their parents are yelling at them in japanese and then one of them comes over and like shoves me to try mm. and shove me off the off the side and I'm like hey what are you doing and he uh he thought it was the funniest shit he'd ever <laughs> fucking seen in his life and so did his brother uh, and then they both like fucking ran off the slide they didn't like sit down they literally just fucking sprinted off this slide and then like one fucking face planted all the way down it was, it was pretty amusing uh and then I slid down and it didn't even remotely com- compare to as in, like how amusing these children were. Anyway, um, yeah, the the whole that whole area was sort of a kids area. Uh, it was fine. It was cool. Uh, there was some interesting things. There were these giant balloons, and you could walk through them and like 
push your way through and it was sort of weird because they collapse back in on you real quick and so if you're following someone through they would collapse in on you and sort of hit you a bit they're all lit up i didn't really get much out of that i don't know it was pretty uh it seemed like one of those you know a lot of people taking photos of them holding up this giant ball but the ball mm. suspended from the ceiling ceiling and you can't really see it because of the way it's lit so it's sort of like when you walk in there it's it sort of looks like it's just hovering this giant tea tr- tiered drop shaped ball uh yeah it sort of looks like it's hovering so i guess i get the fucking lifting up thing but i don't really go for it um and then i walked out of there got completely lost trying to find a bathroom uh wound up stumbling across a tea room this tea room is fucking amazing uh you bought a tea for 500 yen which is an expensive fucking tea i'll tell you what uh and they serve it to you in a bowl and uh basically wherever the bowl is these flowers like a projection of these flowers sort of grows out of the space until they take over the entire bowl and then they grow on top and they sort of like the flowers build and build as like the bowl sits there but as soon as you move the bowl away the flowers explode and the petals go everywhere and they fly up the wall and across the table and fucking all over the place the neat thing was wherever you move the table to new flowers would spring so uh you could have it here and then move it to the right and the flowers would explode here and then uh shift over like and the plant would already be growing over there so it it basically made you like every time you took a drink you were sort of destroying the flowers that you'd built in that time it was pretty fucking zen uh so i like that a lot then I went back downstairs, uh, continued to try to find some shit. There was a giant line uh, for some lanterns, uh, and I didn't go in. Uh, it was too big a line. <laughs> so I skipped that. I uh, found a place like this area where there was these lily pads, and mm. if you stood in one place in these lily pads, it seemed like I'm not like going to be 100% on on everything that happened this is just my interpretation of a lot of this because it's art yo um would seem like if you stood in one place among these lily pads uh the projected elements of the area would sort of treat you like something that they could fly onto or like interact with um and as soon as you moved everything would sort of flitter away from you. And so you would stand there watching things for a while and you'd notice, uh, like, over time that things got a lot closer to you and then suddenly when you took a step, everything fucking spacked out and and left. That was pretty cool. Um, That was all projected as well, like, from the roof. There was this knob end using the flash on his photo uh, on his camera to take photos and like dude it's a projection what you all you're gonna have is a fucking bunch of like bright white lily pad photos you fucking <laughs> moron like the light your light is overtaking any light that they've got you fucking tool um the really cool part about that place was that you could walk out and there was uh because the there were mirrors on all the walls. There were some false mirrors on some of the walls. And so you can actually uh, watch people 
looking at the lily pads and stuff, um, <laughs> interacting to with watch shit. people. Yeah. Um, there was one other room that I really liked, and it was the fiber octave forest. And I must have spent fucking forever in here. It was like a this was like some fucking mind blowing shit to me. It was basically a bunch of those uh, light strips, you know, those LED light strips. Yeah. Uh, I've got one in my bedroom so I can light my fucking bedroom up. Um, basically like if you don't know what these are, like look up, uh, Philips Hue light strip or a, one of those Xiaomi light strip, Mm -hmm. but basically it's a thin strip with a bunch of led lights on it and you can control it using usually your smartphone, but there's a bunch of different controllers that you can use as well. Um, and you can get it to like basically light up in any color because LEDs are generally able to light in the full range of colors, the full color wheel. Um, and so there were like thousands of these light strips suspended from a really tall ceiling. Uh, and there was a clear path that you could walk through in this uh, in this light strip forest, this fiber optic forest. And mm. uh Basically, yeah, as you walk through it, uh, the lights would change colors and flitter and um, flick and stuff. And, and yeah, you'd, you'd be treated to a, a, you know, a light show of sorts. And the really interesting part was that the further you got through it, the more uh, you sort of noticed. As I was going through it, I'm yeah, I spent ages in here. And uh, I noticed at first that it was sort of, you know, gray colors, really pretty. Uh, there's a mirrored floor and so you could see uh, sort of you get a slightly different perspective by looking down as opposed to up uh, so that was cool and then I noticed that occasionally I could see like a pattern in the way that the colors were moving um, and you could almost make out like a yeah a shape or something like that and then uh, there was a the, this rain effect where all of the lights sort of came down like that and it made me want to fucking vomit because uh, I looked at the mirror on the floor and it looked like they were coming up to me uh, <laughs> and I it was like my I was like suspended or something I couldn't fucking work it out my brain just felt like it wasn't anywhere anymore like it was very confusing uh, there was uh, another really cool effect where which felt like you were in full blown in lights like going into warp speed or some shit like full-blown that effects from star trek type thing uh which is cool but the really cool part was yeah the further i got in the more i noticed there were these patterns and uh i sort of slowly you know the rain came on again and i noticed that like, there were flashes of light that sort of simulated like lightning and stuff like that but i got to the end of this fucking room and i was looking at like sort of looking at as much of the forest as i could uh to try and get it like in a broader sense uh and uh and i noticed like there was this big space but if you looked away from the light forest the mirrors on the wall let you see the actual like it was making shapes it was making like actual pictures and stuff out of the lights Hmm. but you could only see it if you looked away from the fucking like light forest itself you couldn't see it by looking at it because your perspective was too close all you could see was the individual lights and the strips and stuff like that like you couldn't make out the patterns the full patterns 
Uh, you, you got hints of patterns, but yeah, you could only see it by looking away, and yeah, it felt fucking very profound. Um, so that was cool. Uh, and then I left. Uh, the rest of the group that I was with went to Disney Sea, but mm-hmm. I had been there a few months ago, uh, and I didn't want to go again. Also, I hadn't packed any of my shit, uh, so I had to check out of the hotel uh, at some point. So, uh, unless they dump all my shit on the fucking sidewalk. So, I had to go back. Uh, I was walking back towards the train station, and uh, I noticed there was like this massive, like, I don't know what the fuck it was. I think it was a Toyota dealership or something. I don't fucking know. Weird though. Um, it was like sort of connecting the Team Lab installation with like this massive outlet store. Hmm. And I was walking through it, and they had this giant like uh, Paralympics exp- a- exhibition where you could. I sat down and played uh, some wheelchair basketball uh, with a Japanese dude. Um, I was not very good. Uh, <laughs> it was really hard. Like, I'm not good at the best of times basketball, right? I freely admit that. But I found it, like, I was fucking airballing a fuck ton. I had, like, I had not even thought how much, uh, like, force you generate out of your shots out out of the bottom half of your fucking body. But once you've got, once you haven't got that, it is fucking hard. Like you just, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to actually get the fucking ball up there. Uh, once I got my head around that, like you sort of adopt your, like you can do it. It's just, it's not what you consider a good shooting form. Yeah. Uh, once I got my head around that, I sunk like two banking shots, uh, it was the best I could do. I could get to the side of the room and then bank it in from there. I could not go front on and reliably get it up over the rim to drop in because I just hit the fucking rim constantly. Um, it was just weird, man. Like, it's, yeah, I hadn't even fucking thought about it. But then the then the dude was like, oh, dribble. Fuck it. That was me. I was done. I couldn't fucking dribble for the life of me. I couldn't dribble and move at the same time. I can, yeah, it's fine. I can dr- bounce the ball while sitting, but then I'm going to fucking move and like, you're going to do it with one hand and no, nah, not happening. Couldn't do it. Gave up. There was a hockey thing, but nobody was playing it and it seemed like there wasn't any staff like member to look after it. So uh, I didn't try that out. Uh, I looked at the picture. There were... There were no signs in English for any of this shit. Uh, there was just pictures, and I worked shit out from there. Um, but, yeah, I looked at the picture, and it seemed like you were, like, just taking passes. I don't know how that related to the Paralympics, to be honest. I don't know how ice hockey works at the Paralympics, to be honest. Uh, I've never seen it. Uh, but it seems like it'd be extra dangerous, to be honest. I'm saying to be honest too much. Um... And then the third one they had was this super futuristic fucking, uh, like a sprinter's wheelchair, like mm. the wheelchairs that the wheelchair sprinters use, a super futuristic one, clearly designed by Toyota. And, uh, you could put a headset on and 
like race it like it was sort of up off the ground a bit yeah, so you'd see like on a treadmill it. or something yeah essentially uh that was powered by your fucking run and uh that was a fucking workout uh that was like that was tough uh yeah it was good though um it seemed woefully underutilized like i don't know maybe it was because we're there on like a tuesday Hmm. but um yeah it just seems like nobody was checking it out it was really cool though um yeah and then i caught the fucking trains again to get back to my hotel room managed to get there 15 minutes before checkout so that was good and then yeah i had like fucking hours before i had to be back at the hotel to catch uh our transfer to the airport um like hours and hours so i just sort of wandered around shinjuku looking at shit seeing if there was stuff to buy trying to find liquor stores uh i bought some hibiki whiskey uh which is a blended Japanese uh, whiskey. And I bought some Nikka single malt. Uh, best thing about... The best thing about all of this is that uh, you get to taste the whiskey. So I had a couple of, had a couple <laughs> of cheeky whiskeys. Mm. Um, had a couple that I already knew the taste of. But got into it anyway. Um, yeah. It was good. It was a good crew that went. Uh, me and Shannon Christie from Press Start were the only press. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone else was an influencer, I believe. Um, but they're all cool dudes. Like, yeah. Uh, had some really good chats about a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, like just the nature of criticism and how it's changing uh, over the years. Because obviously as you know, YouTubers, they dabble in criticism quite a bit. Uh, one of them, GG, GG, G man lives, GG man lives. I don't know. Um, yep. he, uh, he's like pretty firmly about that sort of more critically minded stuff. It seems. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like if you watch his YouTube videos, he goes pretty detailed into, yeah, I think, I think he just does shooters off the top of my head. Right. Um, but yeah, man, he, he's he's kind of taken that idea of games criticism, but applied it to video content. Yeah, pretty pretty hardcore. Yeah, um, yeah. So we had some really good chats about a whole bunch of stuff, uh, like yeah, Doom and Red Dead Redemption and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it was good. Like, just it didn't like. I guess over the years, I've sort of warped my perception of influences uh into uh something that maybe it isn't you know uh i've gone on trips with sort of these vapid self-centered people and there were actually (laughs) there are a couple of them on this trip but uh largely yeah it seems like there's there's heaps that are actually in it because they love games and they want to explore interesting things about games and that it's obviously on me for you know assuming they're all the same but uh yeah anyway that was my trip to japan Mm. watch some uh watch some movies watch mandy 
That was an experience on a plane. Did you like it? Because I didn't like it when I watched it. I think I did. Uh, I did like it for a while. I was like, what the fuck is this shit? What is happening? What is going on here? That was probably my problem. Yeah, that was, that would have been, that would have been a death knell for me. I woke up and being like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I I didn't fall asleep and I was still like, what the fuck? But, uh, yeah, I was, yeah, I liked it, uh, after a point. I, I think it was just trying to get you to understand the relationship for a while so that you would understand the loss that Nick Cage's character whatever the fuck his name is uh, endures that sends him over the edge um, it's dumb it's so dumb it's such a dumb movie hmm. but generally entertaining I thought like a, sure. yeah definitely boring at the start I thought boring like proper boring at the start yeah uh, too weird at the start but uh yeah, after a while, you sort of get why it was doing it. Or oh, I, I did. Anyway, uh, so yeah. Hmm. Watch that. Watch Widows. Great movie. Fucking great movie. Uh, I'll probably watch it again um, sometime soon. I really liked it. Uh, that's the one where these chicks, uh, these women, have to pull a, a heist type thing because hmm. their husbands die and they're left holding the the bill for what was stolen essentially um and yeah it's just a it's a really good um like a really good story about a whole bunch of different characters and there's so many fantastic characters uh like actors in it viola davis uh liam neeson colin farrell's fucking great in it um Robert Duvall plays really good, like angry old cunt. Like he's he's good <laughs> at that. Uh, yeah, just fantastic movie. Yeah, he's in it for a little bit. Uh, John Berth Berthnall Berenthal. Yeah, he's in it for a second. Uh, Paper Boys in it. Uh, have you watched it? Yeah, I watched it the other night. Yeah, yeah it's good. Eh? You didn't uh, like it? I, I, I might have fell asleep for a little bit. Oh my god! <laughs> Is this your new thing? Falling asleep in films? When, when when I lie down on the couch, that's it, man. I just fucking conk out sometimes, and I wake up like, what? What's going on? Um, yeah. yeah. Oh no, I just I just didn't keep me that engaged. Like it's not a. It's a. I feel like it was a slow movie. Like not a lot happens. It's a lot of story. Um, it's not like um. It's not like like an oceans film where there's this giant heist and they're planning through the whole thing or or um logan's lucky like logan lucky yeah logan lucky where it's like there's just stuff happening all the time and you're seeing all the bits and pieces put together this is not as like on a grand scale as that yeah um so i'm just like oh yeah okay cool like i don't think it's bad maybe i was just like oh i liked the other the other films better i didn't like oceans Eight was that the one, the the recent one? I like that. Sandra Bullock. I thought it was fine. I, I didn't like it. As, Are you a secret sexist? Is that that's what it is? is. <laughs> yeah, no. there is a fucking pattern forming, Luke. There um, is. No, I thought it was fine. Like, but <laughs> I I think that the Oceans film have like a style about them. They've got a look. I don't think Widows was a heist film. I think it was a crime yeah, it was, thriller. Yeah, it was a heist film. It wasn't a heist film. It's not. A, it wasn't really about the heist. It was about 
the relationships of the people related to the crime. Like yeah. that was maybe my problem is that I went into it thinking and everyone was like, "It's like a fucking oceans film," and I watched yeah, it like, no, "No, it's not." Yeah, that I, I get how. Yeah. yeah. It would be a disappointment compared to that. Yeah. But, like, it was still shot really well and is gory and bloody and all these good actors. I was just like, oh, man. I, I guess people hyped it up too much for me. That was yeah. probably the problem. Uh, and I watched The Sisters Brothers. Have you seen this? Cowboy movie. It's got John C. Riley and Joaquin Phoenix and your boy Mysterio, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Ah, yeah. Uh, old, old man... Spidey Man. Um, <laughs> it's awesome. I really liked it. Uh, yeah, cowboy movie. The Sisters Brothers, these two uh, basically guns fire assassins. Uh, like, they're really good at what they do, which, and what they do is kill people. And hmm. uh, yeah, like, it just tells the story of them going on a job. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal. So that's. Uh, Sorry, the Sisters Brothers, uh, John C. Riley and, and uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. It, yeah, River's the dead one. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, they're, 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 they're the brothers. And uh, um, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal plays um, this detective, sort of like a scout who goes out and scouts for them or finds their target for them uh, and sends word. The, the target in particular is played by... Uh, What's he been in? I think he was in The Night Of, but if he wasn't, I'm a horrible racist. Um, I'm pretty sure he was. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's good. It's like, hmm. it's really entertaining. It's like, got like some funny bits to it and good action. It's just a good cowboy movie. Um, yeah. That's what I watched. Right. But on the plane, I played Slay the Spire uh, on my Surface. And apart from the fact that uh, it doesn't do so well with touchscreen controls, yeah, uh, it's not amazing with touchscreen controls. Outside of that, it is my new go-to playing game. Right. Holy so fuck. So what is it? I don't know anything about it. Slay the Spire is a card game a deck building card game hmm. so uh you start at the bottom of this tower and you you fight your way up through the tower and as you go you get more cards and you're trying to build the best possible deck so you can i guess kill the tower i never managed it in my time playing it but holy fuck um yeah i can't believe i've been pissing my time away playing fucking dungeon runs in hearthstone this whole time and being like oh the rubble run's not good enough what is going on here i wish this was better when fucking slay the spire has been here the whole time just being fucking exactly what i always wanted out of this sort of thing um it's awesome there's only there's three characters you can pick from um and each one has sort of a different play style. Uh, but yeah, it is exactly that sort of, it's a roguelike. Uh, so when you die, you're dead, you start over, um, but you get stuff that you can take through the next run. Mm. Um, there's just the right amount of RNG. Um, maybe in some circumstances too much RNG, but generally it's good. Uh, 
yeah, you just, I don't know, man. I am obsessed with it. It reckons I've played four hours. I played four hours of it yesterday while I was fucking vegging out. Uh, Ignore that. Like, I played it, like, outside of watching Widows. uh, Sorry, outside of watching Mandy. Uh, I played it for the entire flight to Japan. Uh, non-stop over and over during meal services I shifted it because I had a seat free next to me on the way over by the way Japan Airlines is fucking amazing so spacious anyway shifted across <laughs> to the except for the kids ta- well there's no 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 it's Qantas on the way back uh, okay. super, heaps of kids um, yeah plonk the fucking thing on the other on the other like tray next to me in the mm. seat next to me and just fucking went from there play that um, yeah awesome um highly addictive and just really well crafted uh one of the, it does that thing i always like in in roguelikes where uh you feel like you're leveling up because your knowledge is increasing it does that so well uh and yeah the more you learn about it the better you can do uh sort of i technically i'd start over when i came back because Steam wouldn't fucking save my, like, sink my fucking save from my surface. Hmm. Uh, so I'd start over. But, um, yeah. Didn't matter. I didn't care. I was about it. I went straight in, started playing again. Um, yeah. I just, I'm a huge fan. You gotta, like, there's, there's a lot to it. So the, the character you play informs a lot of your play play styles like you you need to think about what cards you're going to pick based on that like uh if you pick the there's like a warrior a ranger and a mage type setup Mm. they're not called that and they don't look like that but uh that's basically it um if you play the ranger you want to focus on like being able to block damage because you can apply a shit ton of poison damage that will take out your enemies over time. But if you don't live through like the period of time you need to actually get that damage to stick, then you're done. And so you've got to think about blocking with that one. The mage character has these orbs that they get around them and uh, you can deal a shit ton of damage and you can get a lot of like actual passive uh, protection out of it. But if you, like, don't wind up using those orbs at the right time, you, like, they can passively give you, like, deal damage or they a- actively give you uh, damage if you, like, use them, if you use the orbs. And it's very uh, very easy to find yourself in a place where you just don't want to use the orbs because you want to keep the passive damage up, but it's just... a like it's inefficient for you to do it that way and you need to learn that sort of play style and you need to pick cards that allow you to um, activate those orbs more often or replace the orbs if you need to or give you you can get like fucking tons of orbs around you and uh, yeah you just need the the right cards to do it Hmm. you gotta make the right choices to get there Uh, yeah it's just one of those games where there aren't like you're just trying to create the best path to victory, right? The the most efficient path to victory, and it's so easy for you you to fuck it up, you know, in a heartbeat. But you always know, like when you fucked it up, 
you always know how you fucked it up. And that's really important because it allows you to learn and not make the same mistake, or theoretically not make the same mistake next time, uh, which is good. Um, yeah. If you like card games, if you like deck building, 100% spectacular game. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. Love it to bits. And I think it only just came out of early access, which is why I got it. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah, fucking awesome on a plane. I think it might be coming to Switch. Uh, it'd probably be great on Switch for right. now if you've got a Surface. Uh, once you get over the slightly annoying touch controls. Primo. Cool. Yep. All right. Um, so that's pretty much all you've been... Oh, no, we can talk about... the. We'll, we'll talk about Rage last, I think. Um, sure. Why don't we talk about Anthem? Let's talk about Anthem. So, Anthem. Um, the VIP demo um, launched during the week. Yeah. Um, for people that don't know, Anthem is a, a third-person action game um, where you're basically controlling these giant... Iron Man suits. Well, not, just Iron Man suits, right? Um, these robotic suits that that have uh, flying abilities. Um, they've got weapons on them, um, rockets. They've got uh, different different types of like suits that you can get in. They're all called javelins, and um, and you go out exploring these worlds and do quests and missions and whatnot. It is very destiny-esque or um the division like the the games where you're going out you're doing missions you're getting loot like there's the whole grindy aspects but it's definitely got like this definitely feels like it's a ea's answer to activision's destiny um but anyway so we uh we had a lot of of uh, our group was in this vip demo you weren't in it um you're on this japan trip but um it wasn't a smooth launch for them, in particular, this weekend. Um, I got up pretty early, about 9 o'clock. I think the beta started about 4 a.m. Um, I wasn't staying up till then because most of our cruises goes to bed. So I was like, I'll get up early. I'll jump in with people and we'll, we'll, we'll take off and see what's going on. Yep. I, I get up at 9 a.m. The internet is on fire um, because, <laughs> like, everybody is just complaining about it like not working and all these problems and whatnot and i'm like whatever right i so i i basically fired it up um i got into the game no issues at that stage and then we slowly had groups of people jumping in um i'd say about 50 percent maybe half of our group couldn't actually get the game to like couldn't log in they were getting errors about and this is this isn't a, a game issue. This is a services problem um, for something that's not probably going to be even relevant to the game, hopefully. But they were getting errors about like not being in the actual VIP demo, um, things like that. So they couldn't launch it. They couldn't even get in at all. Um, so that was a big problem. So I'd say probably half. They end up fixing it after about a day. Um, yeah. But it was definitely an issue that was affecting our group, at least, and a lot of people out there. Don't know really why it was happening. Um, there was speculation about like people that had signed up to Premiere at one stage and then cancelled and then re-signed back up again, and like the service couldn't determine like what was really going on with your account. Anyway, but but lots of weird like people not knowing why they could get in and why some people couldn't. Um, 
like the all the people that were playing in our group had actual VIP demos from uh, like media keys, and the ones that weren't getting in didn't have them. But so there was like, well, is it just weird stuff like that is is going on? Just yeah, strange. So that was kind of the start of really the problems. Um, uh, anyway, so you get in, and the game um, starts you off in sort of this central hub area, and that is where you walk around, talk to characters. There are vendors around the place. Um, Port Tarsus, right? Yes, yes. Um, I don't know if there's going to be multiple of those areas or it's just like the one, because Destiny had like different places you'd go to throughout the game. Mm. Um, But this is what we got to see. And yeah, so there's vendors. There are places you can go to to customize your javelin. Um, um, As you go out in the world and get loot, bring it back. You can buy cosmetic items, all that sort of stuff. So it's just kind of like this, this area that you roam around while you're not in an actual mission. Um, and you're trying to progress the story and learn about what's going on. And then, so at this stage, we jump into a, a group, and um, I'm the leader for for whatever reason. Um, I can't remember why. And then, uh, so I'm selecting a mission, and I'm trying to start like the exhibition expedition. And I'm like clicking on this screen, and like it's not starting. Like I don't know what is going on like i'm clicking nothing's nothing's happening it's basically got like pick your mission pick your difficulty and then something else down the bottom uh like private game or or like a open world like open game so you can play other people or you just want to kind of lock it down to your own group and so like i'm clicking on stuff and i'm like i'm pressing it but nothing's like it's not doing anything like the menus are terrible um and then so i back out and then one of the other guys hosts and then we all jump into to his group and then he starts it up he's like it's not working for me either i don't know it's like i'm clicking it and nothing's happening and then this goes on for like a minute and a half and then he goes oh wait there's a you have to back out and then press the start button and then so he presses that and it fires up it's such a like clunky ui experience and it's just not that bit it's like the a lot of the menus in the game aren't designed very well especially yeah especially for things like pc it doesn't run great on pc the menus it feels like they've designed these menus for console or something like that um but even just simple things of uh ui issues of when you leave your javelin and we were like all right where do we go to customize our our javelin like where do we go and like i'm running around for a while looking for this thing and um it's it's next to like a lady standing there it's like a little panel but on the demo and i don't know if they're doing this to declutter the things around you but it doesn't actually pop up that it's a thing you can interact with unless you're like right on top of it um so we had a couple of people in our group that would come in and be like we have to actually guide them to where this thing is and it would take them a while everybody was struggling to find some of this stuff um so i think the ui is needs some work it's got some problems um but once you get into the game, uh, it's very... So, pretty. hang on. Yeah. Hang on. So, I was in Japan to play Anthem. Yeah. And I played this. Yes. I played, essentially, the VIP demo okay. content. All right. Uh, they had us play a couple of hours of that before we played the uh, end game. And I'm not allowed to talk about the end game stuff at all until after embargo. But I can talk about the essentially what you saw right. as well. And so, you were on console... 
No, yeah. we were on PC. You guys were on PC. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and they wanted us to play on PC. They were very stingy with the controllers because I wanted a controller so I could use that for flying and swimming uh, and just switch between the two. Yeah. Which is what I do normally. Like, it's what I do in Battlefield. So, um, yeah, I wanted one, but they're like, oh, no, we need it for people. Like, we don't have that many controllers. We need them for people who can only play on controller. Um, so yeah, I didn't get a controller. Um, but that system was like the, the forge in particular, the customizing your javelin thing, uh, that existed in the build I played. Mm -hmm. Um, like you couldn't see it unless you were right on top of it. But uh, so I believe uh, it was not the VIP demo exactly that I was playing. It was essentially the start of the game. Um, that I was playing. I don't think the VIP demo was the start of the game necessarily. I think it dumped you in a little bit further in, right? Well, yeah, you started at level 10. Yeah. So um, it does, it walks you through where the forge is and shit, or it walked me through where the forge was and stuff. Yeah. Um, so it was one of those things where they just, they goofed mm. in dumping you far enough forward that you would never be able to tell where the fucking forge is without being told it yeah so yeah you had to guide people to what the game will guide you to when you play the full game it was it was definitely obtuse i had exactly the same problem with the start button as well uh i encountered the exact same thing i was sitting there we had a group of four and we're trying to jump in and play and I could not for the fucking life of me work out how the fuck I'm supposed to do it. I had to call someone from Bioware over and I'm like, how do I do this? And they're like, oh, it's so easy. You just tap, tap, press start. I'm like, why? Why, <laughs> why do you why? have to do that? Yeah. Why is it like that? <laughs> and they're like, it's, it's super, like, it's super good once you know how to do it. I'm like, yeah, but I didn't, did I? Yeah. And like, no, but, you will. We'll, we'll make sure. We'll teach I, you. We'll make yeah. sure people know. All right. Like, fucking, I would hope because it was like maddening. It was proper maddening. Yeah, I because I, I talked to somebody else yesterday at a, another preview event hmm. for a game I can't talk about yet. But um, they they like I didn't I wasn't even I didn't bring this up yet. They that was the first thing they talked to me about was like couldn't get the the, the mission to start because we couldn't figure out how to start. I'm like, oh my gosh, we had the same problem. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. oh we're, we're stupid idiots but like I don't know we've just been trained to be um, just like we're not patient enough and just like fucking clicking stuff and being like why is it not starting what is going on it's broken it already it just doesn't make sense that you would have to back out to get to a point where you can fucking like I guess there is like there is an intuitive element to the fact that to get out of the expedition screen or whatever the fuck it's called um, to get out of it, it's a long press. Mm. You have to press and hold. Yeah, press and hold which, everything. Which would, like, sort of, I guess, you could intuit from that yeah. that if you can otherwise press escape to get to the main screen, right, it's not going to back you all the way out. But not not ideal. Not yep. even a little bit ideal. I, I, yeah, I'm just staggered that it got to the point where they were like, yep, let's just go with that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, once you get into the game, you select a mission, off you go. It, it either match makes you with people, or um, or you can jump in solo if you want, or you know a group of your friends, um, and off you go. 
And uh, the first thing you kind of introduced to is, I guess, the flying, the, the movement of the javelin in particular. Um, yep. And it's it's got some pretty basic controls. There is a, a jump button. There is a double jump. There is um, a fly button, which makes you go off and fly. There is a... You can hover um, and you can dodge or roll in your javelin. So they're kind of... I think that's... I've covered everything. Um, but... Yeah, man, it took me a good while to get used to it on PC because it's that the same. Flying. Yeah, the same thing of like flying with a mouse and keyboard in Battlefield. Um, it's got that same feel. And straight up, like, I was like, oh my gosh, this feels terrible. Like, I, I literally plugged in my controller to be like, I think I'm going to have to fly with my javelin using a controller or get a, get my fucking joystick out, like my flight stick and yeah. use that. Um, but the problem there is that you end up relying on your flying a lot during combat and yeah. so you've you've either got to use one or the other and at the end of the day i'm going to stick with the mouse and keyboard um i think yeah. by the end of the i played probably 10 10 hours maybe maybe a bit less i played quite a lot um yeah. and i definitely got used to it but there's just something about it that just doesn't feel 100 percent right with it on mouse and keyboard um and i think that is even more so when you start to experience the swimming as well. Like the swimming is not working at all in that game. So the swimming is for me. Let me, let me just think there is swimming in the VIP demo. Yeah. The swimming was for me, uh, <laughs> like the flying, except, uh, now like you have to do it in a fucking tube and you can't see anything. Yeah. Uh, like, and it moves even wonkier. Like yeah. they turned up the wonkiness of the controls. Worse. So I got a question. So in, yeah. in our, in the build we played, um, we had a bunch of settings for, uh, like flight and swimming controls. Yes. Like not just one, not just flight sensitivity, but like, sensitivity dead zone and responsiveness mm-hmm. um did you adjust any of that i stuff? didn't touch the only thing i touched was my flying sensitivity if you lower flying sensitivity all the way down and you lower i think it was responsiveness yeah. to about half of what it was uh it becomes extremely manageable uh and the other swimming, thing that i was right? uh well you can do it for swimming as well i don't think you can make swimming I, I couldn't make swimming feel good because the the other no. thing I was doing while I was flying was I'd tap C to hover, yeah, and you can use you can use that pretty liberally to reorient yourself pretty quickly, uh, so that you can do some pretty like I was doing some pretty tricky maneuver type shit, yeah, using hover as a quick pivot, but it didn't like it was like there were swimming parts I didn't experience any combat in in the swimming parts I only experienced traversal yeah and so yeah that trick didn't really help in the swimming parts um yeah yeah um so yeah the mission I guess the mission structures are very Destiny-esque as well like the you pick a mission and then that's the mission you're on you get into the world you go and do it and then once you finish that mission, you go back to your base. There is like a free roam, um, uh, like running around the world and fighting all these creatures and monsters that are around the place. You can do that. 
same as Destiny. Um, but I, uh, as far as I'm aware, they're going to do like the events. Like they'll have events throughout the the world that'll happen. Um, I didn't experience any of those because I didn't really do much free play. I just kind of like I tried to, and it just seemed like it was pretty empty. I didn't really know what I was supposed to be doing in that area because um, nothing was really triggering. So whatever. But yeah, you you basically pick a mission, and I think in this demo in particular, I think there was three missions and then a stronghold. Um, the first mission was um, basically you going out and and completing a bunch of tasks and coming back. There was no real boss fight involved. Um, it was usually just like wave-based enemies and wave-based enemy encounters, and yep. um, going from point A and, and point B and back. And I guess the the biggest thing that was going on here was the um, the loading that was happening as you're kind of going through one area to another. That was something I was not expecting. Um, and I guess that it was a thing that was like tenfold for us because the the loading wasn't quick in some circumstances. Like sometimes some of our guys, it was taking them a while to load into the actual like next part of the map or whatever it was. And we'd be like, Are you, did you crash or like what's going on? And they'd be like, no, it's just still loading. It's still going. So that that is kind of a bit disjointing that that's, really in there like you're going from one point to another and 30 seconds later you're loading into a another loading screen that's a bit that's crap. interesting the only loading i experienced uh was when i died hmm. so i played a lot of free roam the first so map you- that you you first mission you pick has loading screens and i think this i think it's so the yeah, second this- one as well we did like the opening of the game hmm. and then went straight into free roam from there. Uh, we didn't didn't play the missions because we didn't want to spoil ourselves. Right. Um, so yeah, we just went through free roam and there didn't seem to be any loading except when you died and it would reset you back to the, the checkpoint type area. Yeah. That was the only time it loaded. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty interesting. Uh, Even on bigger missions that I did, there was no loading. Yeah. Um, so this particular mission was like a... Uh, you, you get into this giant this giant area and um, there are a bunch of like uh, panels on the wall and it's a pu- like a puzzle room this, yeah. at this particular part of the mission. And you have to try and figure out like the combination, like switches... And there's like an image and one of them's purple and one of them's yellow and the other one's green. Or, yep. or, um, or it could be red or something. Like there's different combinations. You have to look around the room and kind of figure out like what the puzzle is, how to solve it. And that particular room is where um, you get into and that's where that loading screen happens. And that's just, that's going in and out. And then also later on in one of the other missions, you go back to that area and it's like completely changed. It's been like overrun by by these like scorpion giant scorpion looking insects um Mm. so i know in particular that's where we were having problems um on top of that they had this loading bug where if (laughs) you get to about 95 percent of the way through loading and it'd just sit there it wouldn't it just wouldn't load anymore um right you'd like the game hadn't crashed you'd alt tab and still running but just nothing had happened and this was like a widespread issue it was happening a lot happened to me about um five times i think during that during that weekend um 
And then that also was happening like just midway through a mission. You'd be playing it. It'd just pop up like you'd been disconnected or or like the server had crashed or something was going on and that'd just pop up all of a sudden. You'd have a loading screen. And you're like, that's weird. Why is there a loading screen here? And then it'd get to 95%. You're like, oh, okay, it's something's happened. It's, it's crashed. And um, if you were too slow to notice that it was actually a problem, you'd basically lose your all your entire progress. Um, and the only way you can get around that is if nobody else in the server that you were in, your, your group had crashed. Um, that way you could rejoin the, the game midway through. Um, or for whatever reason, maybe the session had still been running. But you'd have to be really quick to get on that from what I was reading. Because whenever I tried to do it, never worked. It would always just chuck me back into... Um, either the start of the game again or at one time it said if I wanted to rejoin and I pressed it and it failed so that was a, a big issue as well so this loading screen was you know fingers crossed it loads this time um, yeah that's that's rough yeah and then also on top of that you know the whole if you died and you're waiting for a checkpoint you had to fingers crossed that your game would load and if it did then yay it's all good but otherwise you had to restart the game entirely and hope you get back in um, before everybody else finished the mission. Because, mm. yeah, that was... That happened to the guys in our group, a bunch. They should have called... I don't know why they called it a demo. They should have called it a beta. I know it's such a pointless distinction. Yeah, right. But, but man, how much more palatable would the, these issues be if it was called a beta? Yeah. 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 Because um, I was going to say, we had one... I think it was Drew that it happened to. He, he had this... He dropped out at one stage, and we were at the end of a mission... We finished the mission before he could get back in, and he didn't get any progress. Another loot he got was saved, uh, and all that stuff. Um, I had that same issue a bunch of times where I would complete a mission, um, and it would crash at the end while it was loading or something like that, or um, or I'd be 30, 40 minutes into a, a, a mission, and... I'd get disconnected or I'd get the, the th loading thing would pop up and then I couldn't get back in. So I've basically lost... Like, you lose all your crafting materials. You lose all the gear that you've gotten um, through that entire run. You don't mm. get any experience. Like, the only time that any, any of that stuff counts is when you get the, the completed... Like, you've completed your mission at the end of the game and it shows you, like, here's all your experience. Here's all the gear you've got. Like, it's only saving it at that point of the game. And that's yep. a huge oversight that's a huge problem for a loot driven game where they've got these big expansive levels and if you're not there the entire thing or something goes wrong like all that 40 minutes an hour is fucked like if they're gonna have these end game things where they go on for a long time really difficult stuff and this stuff like these issues are still there it's gonna cause so many problems for people um it, for what it should be saving that loot all the time like yeah. it should be updating it like you got it all right well, fair enough you got disconnected but at least we've saved all the things you all your progress that you've made um yeah because i can i could see you throwing shit through a tv or like a like you playing for an hour and a half like us getting to the end of the level and it fucking up or all of us getting disconnected and all the stuff we got is gone like that is oh yeah that is an uninstall moment <laughs> yeah that would be a yeah proper fucking tanty yeah um but yeah for me because it was a demo and it's like i'm just playing around oh, yeah, i don't totally. really care like even though it happened half a dozen times to me i was like oh whatever fuck it <laughs> yeah no totally i mean yeah 
I like that. That uh, that's understandable. But if it's in the fucking final game, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna wear some shit. Hmm. They wanted to succeed. They wanted to succeed so much. Not just not just because you know obviously everyone wants everything to succeed, but I got the feeling that like Bioware loves this world they've created. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Like when you could play it, what do you think? Let when me talk about two more issues, and then we'll talk oh, about okay. the good stuff. I'm still going. Okay. I had the, uh, there was issues where um, my, I had it once happen, but I read other people having it, where the sound would just c- completely cut out. Just yeah. I had that happen to me once. Um, for whatever reason, just stopped working. I had to kill the game and come back in. Um, the other thing is that progress is tied to the host. Um, so if I jump into your game and you're hosting... And we do a bunch of levels, at least in the demo. Um, if I jump into my game solo, I can't, like, those levels haven't progressed for me. I've got to start at script. No. Yeah. Because um, we were playing quite a lot over the weekend, and uh, I wasn't, obviously, I stopped hosting. I think Club was hosting that stage. I think we'd done all, th- all three missions by that, by the end of that game. And then, um, we were like, okay, cool, we're done. Like that's that's everything. We've we've seen it all. All right, fair enough. We we replayed a couple of the missions on hard. All right, jumped jumped out. A bunch of the guys left, but I was like, I'm gonna keep playing, whatever. And then so I jumped into my game and I looked at the map and I didn't have any missions on my screen. I'm like, that's weird. Like where, is, how was Cleb replaying these missions? I don't really understand what's happening. And the only one I had was the stronghold mission. Um, and then so I was like, oh, okay. Um, and I, but at that stage, I didn't realize that it was like, that was the mission. Like, I was like, where are all the others? I was just like, oh, okay, so I'll play that one. So I played the Stronghold mission. I'm like, this is not, we didn't play this one. So I messaged you guys like, we missed the mission. Um, we should jump back in later and play it. And then so I escaped out so I could play with the guys later. And I'm like, where do I, like, why, why none of my missions showing up? And then I had to go... I looked at my map and I was like, oh, I have to go talk to these people. And then so I had to start like the quest chain of talking to people and then initiating that quest. And then, all right, I've talked to that person. Oh, now that mission's on my map. And then so I began the progress of like going through the game. Yeah. Okay. So I think everyone needs to do the talking. No, I had to start. In between. Yeah. But were you talking in between while Club was hosting? No, we would just we jump think into the jab. Everyone room. needs to do the talking yeah. to make sure that the quest triggers as completed. Yeah. Right. I think you need to talk to the people in Fortasis for that to work. Right, but that that was the it's problem. Not Far Cry like five style where it just never happened. No, but I had to go back and start again. Like I talked to the guy, got the mission, got the, did the mission, then had to like start that whole chain again. At no point. Yeah, no, but what I'm saying is when Cleb was going around and talking to people, you yeah. should have been going around and talking right, to people. Right, but the game didn't give us any indication no, absolutely. to do that. But so. there's, yeah, once again, like, it's one of those things that seems like it was explained prior to the point you were dumped into in the demo. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it is there. Um, like, it does work that way, but from what we were playing, like, it just wasn't even yeah. though we completed it like it's just like oh you have to redo it again it wasn't like oh it didn't be- look at it and go oh you've actually already done this like we'll just skip you. you you don't have to actually do this part you can just talk to the people 
anyway. It was just like, no, nah, you need to go through this entire quest and then that'll kick off the next part. You need to speak to someone. And Yeah, definitely whatever. seems like, yeah, you absolutely have to do the talking prior to starting the mission. So it would have to be something... I mean, it's got a super fucking robust matchmaking system. Like, actually genuinely impressive. But um, you would need to have completed the requirements to get to the point where you begin. What do you mean by impressive or robust? Because <laughs> uh, maybe I can break that down for you. Well, I'll put it this way. I was playing as level 15... Yep. And jumping into guy games with like level tens and elevens. Yep, and it's automatically scaling shit, everything. Yeah, the tens are not having a harder experience because you're there. You're not having an easier experience because you're there. Uh, the same happens for thirties and ones. Yeah, right. Okay. That's very impressive to me. Oh, I thought you were talking like- about like it matching you with the people at the same level or whatnot. You try. It's, it's supposed to try. But, uh, no, I was more talking about, like, I remember it in The Division. Remember I went away for fucking The Division opening weekend and I got back and I had to fucking play the entire Division on my own. Yeah. We can talk about it next week. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So, anyway, yeah, the actual, the good bits, the missions, um, yeah, like the I think the gameplay is really fun, um, and like the getting the loot, because um, there's a, there's a ton of it. Like it's a loot. We could game. release. Hang on, we could release this podcast at two a.m. and I could talk about all the uh, two a.m. on Saturday, and I could talk about all the other stuff, or we can just hold off until and talk about end game stuff next week. Ah, uh, let's hold off. I mean, hey, hey, yeah, who knows what the fuck we're gonna talk about next week? Yeah, hey. we'll have some stuff. Um, yeah, so I like I enjoyed the the bits they've got in there. I think the um, once you get the hang of the combat, it feels really good, like yep. flying around, um, uh, shooting people, and then like doing combos with your teammates. So How the way that f- combos are so fucking cool. Yeah, That's way- such a really good thing. Like such a really good gameplay uh, feature, in my opinion. Such a really inventive way to get you to, to talk to with people. Your team. Yeah. Yeah, because the way yeah. it kind of works is you've got abilities and um, and when you use them, they sort of drop into a cooldown. And the idea is that you use an ability on something and then hopefully you start chaining those abilities with somebody else or, or even one of your other abilities. So, like, you so could I'll, freeze somebody. I'll and explain then, a bit, bit more directly. There's sure. some abilities called primers yeah. and there are some called detonators. And you freeze someone yeah. and that primes the enemy. Uh, and then you tell someone else. You can do it yourself, but uh, like if you've got a detonator skill. But uh, generally, it's more efficient to have someone else use their detonator ability on the fucking enemy. Yeah. In which case, they'll fucking nuke whatever is primed. Uh, and that's the way that those things work. And uh, a lot of a lot of the abilities have like specific buffs related to being detonated. So uh, you'll wind up having like five um, percent cooldown reduction when primers are detonated, or something like that. So mm. you just run around priming as much as you fucking can, uh, and then someone comes in and detonates them, and suddenly you can start like doing it again and so using it that way you're able to fucking 
never stop. Like you can get a fucking fantastic uh, flow going where, as long as you're comboing with the, the other player. You can do it. Yeah, you can absolutely do it yourself. Uh, when I was playing uh, the starting stuff, I was... I had like primer and detonator, like mm. primer on one hand, detonator on the other, and my teammates were all fucking useless. So I was like just nuking the fuck out of everything. But uh, I believe it is more you, you, it's more efficient if someone else is doing the detonator, right? Yeah, yeah. and then that becomes like a people having different roles on top yeah. of what abilities they've got because there are different javelins and each javelin has their own sort of strengths and weaknesses. There's like a big tanky javelin or a, a scout that's a bit... Colossus. Uh, I don't think he's quicker, uh, but... He does, didn't seem to be quicker. Like, he wasn't flying quicker than other people. Which one um, was the scout? It seemed... I don't know, man. One, Storm? Was that him? Storm, no, Storm was, was the like elemental. A, the fucking glass cannon, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. One of them. But it seemed like they had a sleek looking javelin but uh was it like the melee focused one the inquisitor or something yeah i think that might have been it yeah right yeah and there's i can't remember the fourth one but yeah there's four different javelins i just stuck with default um iron man suit because i quite like like the rockets um oh yeah that's the fourth one i can't remember the name of ranger yeah the ranger yeah 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 he's sort of like he's a detonator right yeah and the storm's supposed to prime do a lot of priming and the de- and the um range is supposed to detonate them at range yeah uh and the inquisitor or whatever the fuck it is the really fast one is another detonator it's supposed to go in do a lot of like close range damage and yep. the colossus is supposed to tank damage um I've got some yeah be easier to talk about more about that stuff <laughs> next week yeah um so yeah i think the combat like the way it flows is is pretty good um i I, like i don't feel like it's the stuff that i saw was pretty basic like your your standard go stand here and we're gonna spawn waves of enemies at you um like it wasn't really I, i don't feel like it did anything that i hadn't seen before um but again, like uh, I guess we can talk about this next week. We'll see what the end game content is like. But the mission structures from the stuff that we'd seen, pretty pretty simple. Um, and then eventually you'd kind of get to the end of the mission and to throw like a giant robot at you, and it would just keep spawning waves of enemies into the arena. Um, and then you'd have to try and kill this giant thing. And and the weak weak points on the the robots sometimes like there'd be a giant robot and you have to shoot its legs out. Other times there'd be these big dudes with shields and you have to shoot like the um the gas canisters on their sides or the back of them to do more damage um usual like cannon fodder enemies just hit them in the head like they've all got these kind of areas you have to sort of focus on um but otherwise it's just yeah pretty standard like it's fun seems fun to play as gameplay standpoint um just not really doing a lot that i've seen that's different to other like rpgs it's good shooting uh, I think it's, it's it's good shooting. I it's hard to go up against Destiny, right? Because Bungie, for all their faults, and there are so many faults, hmm. they're good at shooters. Like yeah. they're good at shooting in general. Uh, they might not be able to craft a story for shit, but they're good at shooting. Uh, so it's hard to go up against it. But I don't think Anthem falls that short. 
right, in the shooting department. And what it makes up for, uh, where it lacks in the shooting situation, it makes up for it in the mobility. Once you get a handle Mm. on the flight system, once you get a handle on utilizing that mobility, it feels like you're able to, like, do a lot more uh, that you maybe weren't able to necessarily, you aren't able to do in, in games that are similar, you know? Like, you're able to, uh, for example, those big shield dudes, you free someone and then skirt around quickly to, to their side to make sure your detonator lands on that crit point, you know? Yeah. And you can use that mobility in different ways that, yeah, you might, might not be thinking about. Like, uh, the fact that you only pick up um, you have to go pick up health and shit, right? It doesn't, you don't just auto regen. You regen your bar, the, l- the like last bar you've got, and you regen oh. your shield. Yeah. Um, but if you're like, well, if you're a Colossus and you don't have any shield, uh, you've got your shield, but you don't have like um, blue shield, <laughs> um, right? You have to go fucking get some health or else you're going to fucking die. And so mobility in that sense changes the way you think about the actual environment that you're playing through. Like changes yeah. the way you think about the landscape of the battle because suddenly, yeah, you have to punch through, get to that fucking health. Uh, in some cases, or else you lose. Uh, and it can get, yeah, it gets fucking hairy. So I think, yeah, I think sh- like as a shooter... Yeah, they'd always struggle to compete with Destiny, but uh, they d- they've done some really interesting and smart things in incentivizing you to att- like push. Yeah, it's it's hard to sit back and just pick pick shit off. Uh, yeah, I think the Storm has a probably easiest because they can they can prime from I I'm, like I found myself able to prime enemies from a distance. Uh, most of the primers had an arc. But as long as I, like, aimed, uh, yeah. you can actually arc it pretty good and stuff like that. It's pretty, like, lenient with the aiming system. If you aim at someone and you've got a grenade, it'll, like, target the arc for you on the spot. Whereas if you're aiming at the ground and then move across to them, you've actually got to try and figure out the angle. Yeah. Um, whereas if you just do it, like, straight on them, it just calculates it for you. Like, that stuff is really smart. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I think my my biggest gripe with the combat would be like the i think the shooting is good but the being shot at i think there's a problem there like it's really hard to gauge what exactly is hitting you and from where um because everybody not everybody's using projectile weapons of like bullets they're some of them are using rockets and whatnot so for instance the big boss fight with the spider looking creature there's all these giant mountains that you can sort of sit on and look down but like, you could stand back and not see anybody, but you'd still be getting hit by something. and But you couldn't really tell where it was coming from. And on the screen, you couldn't really see there were any bullets hitting you, but you're still being hit. And I found that that was kind of the same thing on the ground. Like, once you started getting hit, it was just a case of, shit, I just need to pop my shield or just fly away because I don't really know what is actually hitting me and what's, like, there's all these things around me and it just looks like I'm just being shot, but I can't really tell from where or what the bullets are. It just... They didn't convey that information very well. Um, I noticed so I, that a couple of times as well. It felt more like it was a question of like managing your positioning. Yeah, I'm not trying to make excuses for it. Like it did. Like I do think they could convey it better 
because there were a couple of times where I was certain I was behind cover and I was like dying and I'm like I can't die right now if I die right now we're fucked yeah uh, and it's like am I getting hit by a rocket that's flying into the air and then dropping down on me or like what is shooting at me and I, I thought, I thought bullets were like clipping through a wall or something well that's what I thought was happening when we're, when we're up top of like on top of this thing because like no one's got an angle on us so what is actually hitting us it's, I don't know the two times that it happened to me, it turned out there was a sneaky little fuck who sneakied his way into my back line. And so right. he, was just, he just had a fucking free reign on shooting me in the fucking ass. Um, that was that was bad. I had to find him, but it was yeah. okay. Once I found him and he died, it was fine. It was, yeah, so bullets don't clip through walls and shit. Yeah. You just have to be careful of people sneaking into your back line. Um, but yeah, no, it could definitely, like, the old fucking indicator, the hit indicator, right? Like, yeah. Uh, okay, it doesn't seem like it's, it it's does, it does, it does have one, right? It's just it's not gone, as yeah. effective as it could be. Um, no, yeah. Especially when it's a game where you're in a 3D space, like, you're flying, yeah. uh, like, it's yeah. not just you on the ground, you're all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else is there? The loot. I, I'm enjoying the loot aspect of it. Uh, I think there's still a lot of work that they could do with that. I don't like that there's no DPS meter on the guns, so you have to be a fucking mathematician to try and figure out exactly how much damage you're doing on a gun and what gun is better. Like, is this assault rifle better than this assault rifle? Oh, assault come rifle? on. I hate when they dumb it down with the fucking... Oh, yeah, one giant number that tells you directly that... A certain gun is better than another one. I like I it. Javo does it that way. It. Where I it's like, it. hey, yeah, they shouldn't have done it. Yeah, they shouldn't have done it. Oh my god, it, it totally dumbs everything way too far down. No. Like, yeah, no, you should. It, it encourages you to experiment with different guns if you have to fucking work out what is what. One hundred percent. You might prefer a certain rate of fire, like even if. It does slightly less damage. It might be better for you to try that gun out instead of just, well, fear like this number tells me that this is the best gun, so this is just what I use. Yeah, that's I. That's what I want. And most deep, most of that DPS shit also doesn't take into account like cooldown reduction or anything like that. I know it doesn't in Diablo. Um, I'm pretty sure it doesn't in Diablo. Um, yeah, it, I don't know what uh, Division does that shit too, right? Like. Division 1 does that stuff. Had DPS uh, meters. Yeah, it had a DPS number. Yeah. Yeah, and but it never took into account, like, a holistic idea Reload time of, of the gun. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, uh, come on. Come on. Come on. Just come give me damage and rate of fire. Let me know. I can... Just let me know how much do my... Like, how, what the fuck is... Like, show me a bar and it's like, oh, okay, whatever. But I found that a lot... I don't, I don't know if this is just um, uh, the way the game is or it was just a demo... But Diablo does the thing where it's like, all right, here's a set name of a weapon and it sort of randomizes certain elements of it. Whereas in this, I was getting like a lot of the guns that were sort of the same and like set stats and being like, they were all the same stat. So that sort of seems to be the way they're going with it. Um, as opposed to being like, all right, here's the name of a gun and it's maybe this one's rate of fire is a little bit quicker or it's got more damage or more ammo. Um, yeah, or if it was sure. just a demo, like, these are the set tiles we're having for these weapons and they're all the same damage and whatnot because i i got to st stuff towards the end and it was just like the same same loot was, over and over again what was the best piece of loot you got 
uh, I don't know what I ended up finishing with, but I was, I was pretty much decked out in all blues. I think it was by the end of that game. Yeah, blues. Yeah, I think that's. I don't think you can get purples. I'm trying to think in the demo. I don't think you can get purples, but it was all blues. Uh, most of it was level, I think, 19 by the time I was done. Right. So I played quite a bit. Yeah, fucking hell. Nice. Um, I remember in Destiny 1, I had a yellow at level 4. And it was yeah. the only, only fucking gun I played. I, I basically didn't use any other guns for the rest of the fucking game. After right, because you could feed them. You? Yeah, well, no, you didn't need to back then. They just scaled with you. Ah, the okay. elites, yeah. So, yeah, it was just... Yep, yeah, cool. Well, I guess looting's done for me. Um, but yeah, it seems like they've tiered that shit a lot more. Mm. Uh, like, I don't think you will, will find um, yellows and stuff at level 10 to 19. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. It'd be cool if you did, though. Yeah. Like, just a super low chance, like a 0.01 chance or some shit. That'd be cool. Yeah. So everyone, like, it's that, you know, it is extrinsic rewards uh, focused, but everyone loves that big hit of winning the, the gun lottery. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I did a stronghold as well. Um, sure. And these seem more like raids or like mini raids. Um, yeah. A bit more of you like going from point A to B, beating a boss, doing a puzzle fighting another boss like fighting some marinas like there's multiple parts to these missions as opposed yep. to just doing this one thing and then all right the mission's over like it, was, it took quite a bit of time to get through and this is the one in particular where it had um the bit where you go underwater and you're swimming and the first time i jumped into that and we had a group we must have been underwater for about 20 minutes i think maybe 25 minutes like we got completely lost and turned around um there's like all these underwater like tunnels in the area at one stage i get to this giant door and i'm like okay everyone needs to come to this giant door i'm like trying to fucking shepherd all these or like trying to herd all these people to this giant door and then i go underwater and i throw fucking flares at them just to be like come this way eventually i get every like at one stage is like three of us and then the flares work no, they're just like a they yeah, they glow it's a little just an bit. Emote, yeah. My favorite thing to do is throw them on people and they get stuck on them. <laughs> um but anyway, at one point like there's three of us there. One dude disappears to go find the other guy, but then the other guy actually turns up and so we've lost the last guy. I'm like, "Oh man." Oh, my lord. Um so eventually we all get to this door. I'm like, "Sweet." And then nothing happens. The door doesn't open. I'm like, "What the fuck? Where are we supposed to go? This fucking door is not opening." Uh, and I was like, this is definitely where we got to go, right? So we ended up leaving, going underwater. And then eventually I came back to the door and it was open. And I'm like, what? Oh, it took uh, some time to open. Let's go. Oh, no, but I, so I've done that stronghold mission a bunch of other times. And every time I get to it, it's already open. Just for whatever reason, the first time I did it, the door was closed and didn't open <laughs> for about <laughs> fucking <laughs> half an hour. Oh, I was so angry. Um, what but was yeah. that, what was the boss at the end of that stronghold machine? So like a giant spider. Yeah, um, and so in this one, you you eventually like you're going around and you're picking up these cubes and you have to deliver them to uh, these floaty fucking weird alien shit that's that's like flickering. And uh, while you're carrying these devices, you can't fly, so it kind of forces you to 
um, stay on the ground and for other people to sort of protect you while there's enemies attacking you. And, and each room has like two of these things. So it's like two people can carry and whatever. But by the, like, by the end of that weekend, we were doing those missions so quickly. Like, pick up the fucking cube and just run. Like, don't fight anything. We like we kind of figured out the trick, and by that stage, it was like we didn't really need to fight anything anymore. You just kind yep. of run around, and eventually, you get to the end, and it kills everything for you anyway. So that kind randomize of... the location of the cubes. No, they're always in the same spot. Mm. Um, so we, we and then like you would game it so that you know two people would pick one up, and then you wouldn't actually like put it on the thing straight away. Otherwise, it'd spawn more people like more enemies would come out so you'd kind of just drop them all up there and then just pick them up and put them all at the same time type thing just right. stuff like that um and then uh like that would trigger another part where there's this bubble this like uh electromagnetic bubble you'd have to stay in and while it threw waves of enemies that you had to kind of defend or stay in the area at a certain amount of time um so it was like changing it up a little bit like there was different phases to what was going on in the game and then you get to the boss fight and whatnot um but yeah it just kind of like this is the same sort of stuff that i'd seen in in world of warcraft 15 years ago type stuff or um it, like it, the stuff that i saw in this and again i haven't played end game content um like the stuff that you hear that destiny's doing and and the way they do their raids um seems interesting and i guess world of warcraft is like that as well like it takes people time to figure out how to do it but strongholds aren't raids they're more like yeah like mini dungeons yeah, yeah. dungeons yeah there's mini raids um so yeah like i don't know how they're gonna play out if they're gonna be as complicated um but yeah like it's still like i'm waiting for them to show us something and i'm like all right that's pretty fucking that's different like there's this is what something do you want to see what do you want from this game just something that's not like that just feels like it's going after destiny money or something like that like i just wanted to see something like see stuff stuff that's new that i haven't seen before or, or trying to do new and improve things as opposed to just copying destiny it's, it's which i don't harsh. think is gonna yeah i don't think they're gonna do it it's a bit harsh like that i think that is a bit of a harsh uh like summation of what Anthem is. Because I don't think it is directly aping Destiny. I think you can have a loot shooter and, like, I, I think it's fair to compare it to Destiny, obviously, hmm. and The Division, and I haven't played Warframe, but I've heard compared to Warframe. But, yeah, I think it's, it's unfair to say it's literally just Destiny, but in third person or whatever. Yeah. I, like, I... I don't know. That just strikes me as pretty harsh. We'll see. Because I don't think it is. Uh, I think there's... Like, I think the javelin system, being able to switch that shit whenever the fuck you want, and uh, and the flight and stuff, I think that makes it quite a bit different. Yeah. I think it opens things up. No, I'm talking about, like, the, the mission structures. But, like... What's the Diablo mission? generally it's just running from one point to another but like that's a game but nobody's come along and was like oh well we're gonna rip off Diablo but we'll you know we'll make exactly the same game generally Titan games Quest. have tried to do some stuff that's different or tried to introduce new mechanics into the game um you know every so what, game. what's what's flying what's 
Like, what's javelins? How are they not different? Uh, it's just a, like, it's just a different you just way of getting around. You just don't count them. Oh, my no. lord. Just a different way. I told you, it missions. Combat up. Oh, yeah, but, like, how, how is, like, if you're going to, like, wipe out half the fucking game, and then you're like, yeah, it's exactly like Destiny. It doesn't do anything different. Yeah, because you're like, you don't count <laughs> half of it. You're like, yeah. Rugby League and Rugby Union are identical. They are the same. Oh, my lord. Oh, my god. They're exactly god. the same. I don't watch them. Soccer and basketball are the same. They both have a round ball and a goal or whatever. Football. Huh? Football. You just correct me from saying soccer. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Is anything else to talk about? Looking at my notes that I put down. Um, no, I think that's about it. Like, yeah, I mean, I, like, I played a lot of it. Still play a lot. Still enjoyed it. I just hope they fix all the bugs and, and all the wonky shit. Um, you couldn't rebind controls. Uh, it didn't couldn't run. rebind controls. No, you couldn't rebind. Could Fuck. you rebind controls? That's that's crazy. No, you, sorry, you could. The problem I was having was, for whatever reason, um, they had two buttons bound to zoom, and whenever I tried to remap, like, oh, I'll try and remap those two buttons to another button because it was my push to talk on my um my yep. mouse. And then I'd rebind it, and it wouldn't work. And I'm like, what the fuck? But what was happening was, whenever I rebound one of the buttons, and then I rebound the second one, it would just override. So I couldn't make them the same button all the time. So that was a problem. So yes, I could rebind them. Um, what I couldn't do was turn off some of the graphical settings. You turn them off, I just didn't do anything. Um, right. The the motion blur was always on. Okay. Um, on top of that, the game, obviously not finished. It's not yep. out until next month. It yep. didn't run particularly great. Oh, okay. um, I've got a 2080. Um, I was reading up on people that had 2080 TIs that were averaging like 60 frames and they would try and drop the um, the graphical settings and it really didn't do much at all. I was having between 70 and 35, 40 at certain times. Um, right. And just depending on how many people were on the screen, it had dropped a bit more. So like fingers crossed that once it comes out, they optimize all that stuff and video drivers fix it all. Um, cause it's definitely a pretty game and I don't want to have to turn it down to, to low or medium or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's sounding like, I mean, if they're playing it on PC at, at events <laughs> and showing it like running that way as well, like, do you, you don't know what specs you were on or? Well, uh, we were on 1080 TIs. Yeah. Right. Single, um, single 1080 TIs, uh, couldn't see the frame rate, but uh, I believe it was locked to sixty, and I didn't notice drops. Yeah. Um. At any point, um, it seems to be like running quite well. Um, Maybe we need to lock it or something like that. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's um yeah next month. We'll see what's going on with that. Right? It is next month, isn't it? Twenty second. I feel like that's a date yeah. in my head. Yeah. Um, yeah, I should, I think I'll be back by then. Look out. Where are you uh, going? A rainbow. Uh, invitational. Oh, fuck. How are you going to throw that in my face? All right. All right. Uh, next game on the list. I'm going to talk about Kingdom Hearts 3. Have you played any Kingdom Hearts games before, Job? Yeah, one. Which one? One. Oh, one. <laughs> the first one. Did you play a lot of it? Yeah, I think I finished it. Right. Um, you might be able to help then because I've not played any Kingdom Hearts games before 
There are, I believe, about 13 games, maybe. Something crazy like that. Um, but they're all, like, either on handheld devices or, like, Kingdom Hearts 2.8 or some shit like that. Just, like, weird... Weird numbering structures. Like, they're trying to outdo Final Fantasy at this stage, I feel like. Like, the naming convention. Yeah. So, um... Obviously, the game got, like, a a very limited review release, um, but it reviewed quite highly. I think at this stage, it's around close to 90%, 88, around that mark. Um, So I was interested in checking it out, having not played any of them before. And um, I have no fucking clue what is going on in this story. It is a direct... It is a sequel to Kingdom Hearts 2. It's... But it's it seems like it's taking all the stuff from those thirteen other games as well and like continuing that story. Now, Kingdom Hearts two was released like fifteen years ago, and um, I guess that's like my main issue with the storytelling of the game is it just does not do a good job of explaining sort of what is happening or what is going on um, for new people or people that are coming in. It's it's kind of like I don't know, like, entertainment should be enjoyable, I feel like, for for most people. And people that are coming into something, maybe even, like, a a TV show or a a movie, like, a a film, like, the Avengers series or, like, the stuff that Marvel does. Like, you can still enjoy those films without having seen the other films. Like, they pay homage and stuff like that to, to bits and pieces and things that happened in previous things in the series but i still like it they're still enjoyable films you can watch them and sort of understand what is going on if you haven't seen some of the other stuff that's that's happening and i just don't feel like that is happening at all in kingdom hearts for the story um there is a cutscene at the very start that is like a recap of things that have happened previously in the series but there's no sound it's like there's a there's a song playing over the top of it and i've read people's reactions to this on the internet being like Oh my god, that is, like, it was the greatest opening to, like, a video game ever. I was crying and all this stuff. Brings back so many memories. And I'm like, this song goes for ages. It's fucking long. And and I'm like, you know what would be great? If, like, they were explaining what was happening here. Instead, it's just no sound. It's just all these cutscenes and, all right, Mon- whatever. Montage or something. Yeah, this giant montage with this song playing. Yep. From what seems to be previous games in the series, I am completely lost. And then, like... It's like they're doing the reverse of Lord of the Rings, where the Lord of the Rings film just goes on forever. Like, it's got, like, six endings. This has, like, six beginnings, where there's, like, another cutscene that starts. And and then there's, like, more music playing. And then it, it jumps to, like, an epi- like, a, like a fucking prequel or something. It's, like, Kingdom Hearts 2.8, or 2.9, I think it pops up on the screen. It wasn't until about five hours in the game that I see a Kingdom Hearts 3 logo start. And, um... But I've got no clue what is happening in the story at all. I'm going to read you um, some words that I've got here so people can kind of understand. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 tells the story of the power of friendship as Sora and his friends embark on a perilous adventure. Setting the vast uh, array of Disney and Pixar worlds, Kingdom Hearts follows the journey of Sora, a young boy who is un- an unknowing how to a spectacular power. Sora is joined by Donald Duck. and Goofy to stop an evil force known as the Heartless from invading and overtaking the universe. Uh, Through the power of friendship, Sora, Donald, and Goofy unite with iconic Disney Pixar characters, old and new, to overcome tremendous challenges and persevere against the darkness threatening their worlds. 
Um, that's a good, I think mean, that's a good uh, description of what's going on. Oh, but totally. Like, but the details, like the the characters and sort of what what how this world works and what has happened in the past, like I just don't know what is going on at all. Like there are just characters that look the same with the same. I have a question for you. Fucking hair. I, yeah. I got a question for you. Yeah. Are you big? Like, are you big into Disney? I like Disney stuff. Yeah. I'm like you know, Disney. Yeah, most yeah. like they, they do cool stuff. My question is. Isn't Donald Duck supposed to be a bit of a cunt? Right? He is in this, yeah. <laughs> but he's all yeah, he always he's always just this shitbag character. Like, why is he a hero? He's just sort of a prick. Like, yeah. I don't want to be friends with Donald Duck. Does anyone want to be friends with Donald Duck? Fuck Donald Duck. Right. Anyway. So in saying that I have no clue what is happening in the overarching story, I still like the story the the character development and the story that's happening in the game um so you start off and you start exploring disney worlds as this final fantasy looking motherfucker um played by the kid from the sixth sense um and uh like that stuff is done really well like i feel like the acting is really good the voice acting is awesome like when you meet all these characters that come along whether they're like cameo 10 second appearances or you spend time with these characters for four or five hours like that stuff is really cool and um and that's kind of where the charm of this game really kicks in and that's what makes it a lot of fun um but it's it's so it's pretty much like an action rpg where you're controlling uh the one character but you're in a party in a group and uh, in this case, as I said, Donald and Goofy are the other two characters. And it can get up to, from what I understand or from what I've seen, up to five characters in your party. Um, as they, as you start interacting with other Disney or Pixar characters in the world, they kind of join along for the ride. Um, it starts off really basic in terms of the combat. You've got a, uh, an attack button. You've got a jump button, um, a dodge, and that's... And, you know, you're moving around in a 3D space. That's kind of where it starts. Super basic. Extra, you like, you're mashing on stuff. And, uh, and and from that, it starts to evolve a little bit. All right, now you've got magic. And it's similar to, like, a, a Final Fantasy using your magic. You've got magic points, MP. You cast fire, ice, water, How thunder. did you lose all your skills between two and three? I think he's lost his memory. Again, I think he's lost his memory. Something. Job, I don't fucking know what's happening in the story, but I think I've read somewhere he lost his memory. I watched like a twenty-minute video before I started playing the game. I think he lost his memory somewhere. I don't know if it was between two and three, or it was between two and twelve, like where it kind of happened. But he lost his memory, all right, and he lost his powers or something, and he's trying to fight people. Heartless. The heartless. Yep, that's what yep. it says in my notes. Um. So yeah, he's trying and to get. How his did power. he lose his memory? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he <laughs> fell asleep and woke up on a train to Wollongong or something. I don't. Yep. Okay. I don't know. Because um, it's fucking convoluted as shit. Uh, yeah. So, th- like, that's where the combat starts. Really basic X, and then it's like magic powers, and then it starts throwing in like these uh, like abilities and chaining combos with the other characters in your team, 
um, building up focus and then using that focus meter to do even bigger abilities, using potions to, uh, to heal yourself or cast magic spells. Um, and then it starts throwing more RPG mechanics in there. You're controlling things like your, your weapon types, your armor, trinkets. Um, what weapon types? Doesn't he hold a big key sword? Yeah, he holds a big, uh, key. And there are different, like, types of keys that you can get. Um, uh, yeah, have, I think I remember that. And they've got different, uh, stats on them. You know, this one does, has six strength and four, four magic. Uh, but it also does 20% more fire damage like you start leveling up these keys as the game progresses and your characters like donald and goofy you can get them new weapons and, and items and abilities and and whatnot and so you're leveling up as the game goes you, as you're killing these heartless creatures or villains um you're earning experience points you level up and as you level up you start getting more abilities and um each ability costs like a certain amount of points and um, you've only got a certain amount of points that you can use in your uh, ability pool. And so you're sort of micromanaging, like, oh, I want to pick this ability. And for Goofy, I want him to do sort of these things here. And we'll see how that sort of mixes in. Um, so, it's, it, yeah, it's, it really starts to snowball. It's, it's really basic to start with. And then it just gets really, like, there's a lot of stuff going on. Like, you can kind of play it if you want to just fucking do a lot of magic damage you can sit there and do magic whereas i'm playing it more just like hitting stuff and occasionally i'll throw magic damage out if you're a certain like enemy type um and then you can like combo your your abilities with the other characters in the game and they'll do these like it'll be like a mini cutscene. like they'll jump into for instance a pirate ship and you're in a fucking pirate ship all of a sudden and you're moving around the world and doing damage to other characters um or there's like uh uh jumping these teacups they're basically ride attractions from disney and uh so you're in like a teacup and you're spinning around and you can run into other enemies and then at the end you do like a big like attack that hits everyone um Sometimes, like, there's, like, these weird mini-games that'll pop up. You'll have a fucking, like, dual blasters, and you can sit there and just shoot people, um, and then they'll fly into the air, and if you keep shooting them, you get... You do more damage, and you get more points. Um, so, and now, like, as... What are the points for? For nothing. They're just... I don't fucking know, Job. You get points for shooting these things. That's... They're, like, mini-games. I don't know. You're getting points. And then eventually... Is there a Tower of Terror one? Not what I've seen yet. I've seen like four different types of these things that happen. Um, Is but there then you a also Space Mountain one. I don't know. Maybe there's a uh, there's a. Oh, I don't want to talk about characters you meet. Is there a, a log ride one? I don't. I haven't seen that. I've seen a pirate How would ship. That work? How would a log ride one work though? What do you reckon? No, wait. So it's not a log ride. You know the um. Uh, you know those, those circle things? You know the thing they closed down at, at Gold Coast? The Gravitron. No, no, you know the Gold oh. Coast? Yeah, the Gravitron. You sit in, like, the River Wild? Oh, that one, yeah, You right, sit in the yeah. circle and it kind yeah. of spins you around in the water? Dream World. Yeah. Yeah, Dream World. Um, I don't know, I don't remember, know what it's called in the actual game, but River, River Wild Rapids, whatever. Yeah, River that's Rapids. That's in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've seen about four or five. Cool. But any, but anyway, also the characters that you meet in the world have like their own unique abilities, and they'll go into a uh, like a little animation thing as well. So that's kind of cool. 
but yeah, it definitely gets like more hectic as the game goes on. At its core, it's still very basic. You just press an X on things and you're yep. chaining combos yep. and you're like, let, you're now level 14 and you can add one more hit to your combo. Um, or you can add like, um, another combo to your air attacks. Like there's a lot of juggling being able to sit in the air and just hit things constantly over and over without really losing any, like going back to the ground. There's like no gravity. Um, you sort of jump between things and then sometimes like double may cry. Yeah. Sure. Okay. But yeah. Simpler. But a lot simpler. Yeah. Um, like, it's not as... Like, the Devil May Cry is like, oh, you use these types of attacks and you press these combos. Or, like, Bayonetta as well. Like, these are the button presses that you do to do this specific move. This is more like, just hit X on things. Eventually, you'll you'll get, you'll get build your focus meter up. And then you can do these big, like, ridiculous, um, like, summons. And... Um, yeah, and that's that's basically the the combat. I'm enjoying it. Like it's it's very basic, but when it's all happening, like it looks pretty. There's things going on all the time. It um, was like signs for this game were plastered fucking everywhere in Tokyo. In Japan. I'm talking like I'm talking through. There was one sign that was like three fucking buses long, draped over the side of a department store. Right. Like, everywhere it was yeah. the fucking biggest shit they had going uh, well it's a japanese game, 2, right but resident evil 2 came out the same day and like not even close not even yeah. close to the same shit yeah do you feel like a weeb now that you've played it or were you always a weeb and this is just reminding you this is my coming out it's your it's awakening like- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um do you think it's more for weebs or for diz weebs Disneybs. There's definitely like a lot of, yeah, man. I, I feel like you need to like Disney to like this because a lot of it is going into these worlds um, and interacting with these characters. Like, I don't feel like the like the story seems all right from what I've been playing so far. Like meeting people and trying to understand what's going on. Like all these characters that that sort of pop in and out um, and spending like hours with them as it goes along. It's really cool. Um, and there seems to be like, there's a lot of content there. There is so like, I've just talked about the combat um, and sort of how that goes. And it seems like every two levels, it's sort of introducing me to another mechanic that comes into the game. Like, yeah, I don't want to talk about a lot of that stuff because I feel like it's a spoiler. Like when, when some of this stuff comes up, I'm like, oh shit, that's pretty cool. That character's in here. I didn't know that was going to happen. Um, but yeah, I, like, I was playing, I'm like 11 hours in, and the character showed up as an ability last night. I'm like, all right, yeah, that's interesting. I wonder how that kind of works. And again, it's like a mini, like, to, to pull off the damage on this character, it's like a mini game. You have to do it a certain way, and, and eventually, if you do it the correct way, then you get, you get all the damage and whatnot. And it's sort of like learning how to play these little mini games as they go along. You don't have to do it. Like, it's a, it's a summon. Or you can kind of just let the timer tick down. Like, I don't want to team up with Goofy and do his fucking stupid launch me into the air and then throw me onto people or, or throw himself onto people. Like, I'll just let it tick down. You don't need to do that. Um, so you can kind of choose. And also, the you can skip the cutscene, like the mini cutscene, um, and go straight to the the 
the good shit. Like, all right. But it, again, the cuts, mini cutscenes, like three or four seconds long. It's not huge. And it's in, in the game. It doesn't detract from the experience. It doesn't like cut out and then go into a different camera angle or anything like that. It's, it's very seamless. Um, so yeah, all that stuff's really good. The art style is fantastic. Um, the worlds that it kind of puts you into. At times, it's like watching a fucking a Pixar film. Like you're with these characters and it looks, it looks like you're watching, um, a movie. It's the same sort of experience like that you got when you played South Park, the Stick of Truth, or um, the Fractured Butthole. Like it's, it seems like you're playing a fucking TV show. Whereas when you play Kingdom Hearts, it's like you're you're in this world and you're running around with these characters. And yeah, it looks awesome. Like the, the art style that they've gone for is is amazing. And the um the animations as well. I feel like I haven't looked into this yet because I've been so so busy. Like Kingdom Hearts is just. I think, when did it come out? Tuesday. What's today? Thursday. Um, I got a copy, a review code on Tuesday. And um, it's sort of been like, I've been playing it on my off time. But I haven't looked into it. It seems to be running at 60 or something pretty high to 60. There's two modes on um, that you can choose from. It's like default, default and then like smooth or something like that. And I think that's, I don't know how that changes like the, the frame rate, but it's running really slick. And you can see it in the animations um, on the way, like, the finite details, the way characters move. And, like, it feels like you're watching a, um, like, a Pixar film. So that's, right. that's that stuff's really impressive. Cool. Um, and, and at times, it's hard to tell whether or not, like, is this, is this like, an actual cinematic or am I in-game right now? Because sometimes it does go to a cinematic and it can be... At, at points, I'm like, is this actually a cinematic or is it an in-game cutscene? And then it'll cut and you're actually in-game. Um, so that stuff is really impressive. So what else is there? Um, yeah, just, just talking about like, the depth of it. There is there is like a mini like a mini game of going from world to world. It starts off in like this spaceship and you are flying throughout this um, 3D space. You can do like little puzzles that are within the world. Um, you can fight enemies in the, the spaceship. You can upgrade your spaceship. You can make new spaceships, and they're they're pretty much Lego blocks. They look like so. Um, you can you can build them that way. Get new parts. Put new weapons on there. Make them quicker. Um, and it's got like a little graph that shows you like oh this is how much health they've got. This is how much damage. Speed. Like this is kind of the direction you're leaning in. Um, and then I haven't tinkered around too much with that because I'd rather just. Um, go explore these worlds, but oh, yeah, who wants to build their own spaceship and fly it? Yeah, no, but you kind of acquire sounds, blueprints. Sounds dull. I hate flying in games. Oh, it does nothing <laughs> new. That's like, it's no, like well, it's, it sounds like the same sort of stuff as that other that that Starlink. Same right. game, basically same game. They've ripped yep. it off Starlink. So no, I've only got two blueprints at the moment, and um, so I feel like once I get a couple more and sort of understand the benefits of changing spaceships, because at the moment. My my new ship I, I'm using just has a shitload of guns, so I'm just shooting stuff. But there's like smaller ships you can get, so I don't really know how that affects that part of the gameplay. Right. Um, yeah. So there's that entire side of it of like exploring different worlds. Um, each world has like a recommended level that you should be, um, and then you you jump in there and you can go out and 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 uh, yeah, explore the area, talk to other characters. There are like hidden items within the world uh, chests where you'll get uh, either new weapons uh, crafting materials things like that there are photo challenges 
um, photographing either um, like there's riddles that the game will tell you to go and find and you try and fight, figure out like what the riddle is and take a photo of it. Sometimes there are hidden uh, like Disney logos, not Disney logos, um, like well, I guess it's a Disney logo. Mickey, Mickey Mouse. Mouse ears. Mickey Mouse ears hidden throughout the environment you have to go and find. Sure. Um, there's things like that and that kind of gives you more items in the game. There are, um, there's just like a lot that is going on. Surprisingly, for what I thought was just going to be a very basic, like, RPG. <laughs> um, but it's, yeah, man, it seems like it's definitely a game they've been working on for a long time. And they've thought about it and put all these different types of mechanics in it. I don't know if it plays the same way as the other games or if, like, they've really evolved it. But I'm quite impressed by how much is in there. Um, but a lot of that is, like, the like the character building and, and exploring the worlds. And, and talking to these characters and like the relationship with the main character Sora and Donald Duck and Goofy like Donald Duck has some hilarious lines sometimes um, Goofy's just kind of there to like exposition a lot of it whereas right. Donald Duck is the, the the one making all the jokes um, there's crafting like recipes to prepare for battles with certain characters um, that has mini games in it to, to craft items. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know, like, know what else to talk about with this game. It's just, it's definitely more than what I expected. And I was ready to, to not like it. Um, I don't think it's like the greatest game ever made, but I'm definitely enjoying it and having fun with it. I think there's definitely ways that could be improved in particular storytelling and the way that is all delivered. Um, the save point system is old and should not be around anymore. And every time I play a fucking Japanese game and they just do not progress to understanding that people have time commitments and I can't sit there and save your game whenever you want me to save it. Like, oh, here's a checkpoint. Now I can save the game. Um, there was one instance where I was playing the other night and it was an hour and 20 minutes between save points. Um, I didn't. I didn't have to go and do anything, but I was just like, "This is fucking ridiculous!" Like, in what? Like, and I, it's the same complaint I had in Monster Hunter, um, where you could only save it in in the main world. You couldn't like you if you were on a quest, you couldn't save the game. Like, and some of those quests could go for a long time. Um, and I, I, I don't understand why we're on. What well, specifically Japanese games seem to be the only ones to do it? Why they're still in that mindset? of it's like this um like they want it to be like a hardcore experience like oh you need that's the last save point you get to like whatever but at the same time if you die in the game it just puts you back to like a checkpoint like a like this is the last point that you hit so it doesn't take you back to the save point just like the last moment so why not just let me save it wherever i want yeah doesn't make any sense to me and it's an old way of thinking or just Especially- like make it so that you can't save in combat but you can save any of the where the fuck else yeah yeah um as opposed to li- like i'm not exaggerating most of the time it's about half an hour 40 minutes between save points but this one was an hour and 20 minutes quite early on in the game and this is between like um going from one world to another and having like two boss fights in between and then being taught how to use the the flying system. I think that's particularly where it was. Like the new, 
like going from one world to the other and then me being like i'm going to explore this the system a little bit and blah 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 so off you go that might have been that area but anyway i just don't understand this old this like outdated thinking of how to save games it's dumb it needs to disappear whatever it's stupid um cool my other criticism with it with it is you can't change the control layout it's uh japanese controls so again jump is circle x is attack square is dodge uh i'm used to it now took me a good 30 minutes to get a hold of it um during fighting i was why the fuck am i not attacking this thing oh it's because i'm pressing dodge all the time right on this thing um there is an ultimate oh sorry an alternate control layout but that is just trigger buttons it flips the trigger buttons um so that's uh maybe maybe it is in there but what i've looked at for the controller layouts alternate control schemes it doesn't change it so um, I'm used to it by now, but I, w- I would like them to have a uh, different, you know, what we use over here. So, the Western Control Western control screen? What do they call it? I don't even know. There used to be like A, B, and C controls, like back in the day, right? Now that yep. this game's only got A and B, and all that does is flip the triggers. Yeah. Which is weird. So, um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. I'm digging it. Like, you're about it. Should I get it? I don't know. You should ask them if you should get it. <laughs> you just hit them up. Um, did you like the first game? It's entertaining enough. I actually didn't yeah. get the second one because I found the fandom for the game to be so excruciatingly dorky that I'm like, ah, uh, nah, nah. I don't want to. Like, what if? What if it's the game itself? What if it's like some sort of fucking disease? And it'll seep into me and suddenly I'll be a huge fucking dork as well. Desperately trying to play all 15 fucking Kingdom Hearts games and <laughs> wanking on about how Sora beat Mickey in a fight or some lunacy. Yeah. Like, eh, I mean, I, there's a lot There's a lot of that. A lot of it is the nostalgia and, and being with these characters. Um, with well, the, I, yeah, I like Disney characters, except for Donald Duck, who's a fuck. Well, uh, the time. Yeah, I know. But I got over it in the first one. Uh, it was an entertaining enough game. The first one, like, had quite a bit of depth to it. Does it sound like the same combat system of you just basically press one button to hit things? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, I actually found that to be pretty dull by the end. Uh, although I did get... I do remember it getting pretty hairy at times. It's, yeah, it gets hard. Like, yeah. having uh, to manage, like, different enemies that are coming at you, different sizes. Like, what spells should I be using? Um, am I using the right uh, key blade they call them key blades I don't even know what they call them anymore um, I think maybe you said key blade before yeah they were called yeah. key blades back then so what they from what I've read is they've changed it so you can quickly trigger between key blades on the fly oh okay I, th- I think you just press like right on the, the d-pad and it switches between them okay. um, and then you can choose between three uh, three different attack uh, attacking key blades to alternate between cool um so that's pretty quick and then you've got your abilities so i've got like fire water thunder ice whatever and then you can map a second i think there's three mappings you can do like a second one where i've got my potions and cures and things like that cool so yeah it's i don't know like but yeah like i said 
combat starts off very basic. It, it definitely gets a little harder as things go on, but at the end of the day, you're still hitting X. You're just mashing on stuff. Um, and a lot of it is like the, the story of, of these characters. Um, I, I don't know like how it's going to end up. I'm definitely going to keep playing it. Um, yeah. But I, I like... I don't know if it gets more difficult if they start introducing more mechanics or if, or if, or if I've sort of hit the mark of, all right, now we're just going to start teaching you like different, or going into different worlds and whatnot. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. But the worlds, yeah, the worlds are cool. Like interacting, looks like I, I'm digging it. Cool. But I'd need to play more to give my final verdict. Yeah. I don't... It is a 10 because I've seen sites giving it 10s. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's the right time for me to get into a <laughs> 30 hour RPG. RPG yeah 30. I think it's about 30 to 35 hours up really oh that's shorter than I expected well from I guess main campaign there's, right. there's obviously like finding all the Mickey Mouse icons and doing all the photographs and Disney sort of garbage yeah alright cool yeah well as long as you're enjoying yourself alright Rage 2 Rage 2. Um, so we got a chance to play a bit of Rage. The last time I saw it, well, the first time I saw it, I was in Sweden um, for the reveal event. And since then, I've played it a couple of times at various places. Um, QuakeCon, I th- once or twice. I think I've played it at like uh, a couple exhibits, like PAX, PAX or something like yeah. that as well. Um, it's always been like the same sort of level. The um, Eden Space Center, where you start off in an outside area and you kind of go inside very corridor driven yeah um and it was basically teaching you the shooting mechanics and your abilities and combining all that stuff to eventually get a combo up and causing a lot of mayhem and whatnot so very short 15 20 minute demo uh enjoyed what i saw from that and this is kind of the first time that we've seen avalanche studios uh open worldness brought into rage too um because they've teamed up with id software and id software have have said we'll help you out with the shooting and you guys bring your um like your character driven open world design and uh mash them together so avalanche has done games like just cause the just cause series um, mad max the hunter which is the first person game that's a hunting simulator yeah um i think that's it off the top of my head Roughly. We've got that Generation Zero coming out, right? Yeah, that's very soon. But I th- I don't know who's making that one. It's Avalanche. Yeah, but which Avalanche? <laughs> right. Mike, Mike is the core. Could be the right Hunter now. crew. I think it's the core team. Maybe. I think. Because <laughs> they, they certainly weren't working on Just Cause 4. Right. They? Um, yeah. yeah, so... Um, no, no, well, Just Cause 4 was New York. Right. It was a... New studio. It was a map mod for Just Cause 3 with some tornadoes. Um, right. So Rage 2, what we saw was uh, another mission, um, but we got to, I guess, ride around in the open world for a little bit. Um, it wasn't a long demo. I think it was like 90 minutes all yeah. up, about an hour and a half. Yeah. And um, yeah, I came away that with cooling off a little bit from the last time that I've played it at least getting to experience sort of what is in the world and what's going on yeah um but how'd you like 
was the first time your, I played it. Yeah, what were your thoughts? Because first time I played it, first time uh, played it. and they told us that they're optimizing the keyboard controls. They have to optimize the keyboard. Oh man, I found it fucking just a dog trying to control that game with a keyboard and mouse. Uh, yeah. The like the basics were fine. WASD and the mouse shooting were fine. Um, actually, I think it shoot like as a shooter, it's it's pretty satisfying. It's got a, a good feel to it, um, and I think they've done a good job with that combat. I'm trying to do these fucking abilities, man. Oh my god, it was just. Ugh. I did not enjoy it. Like I did not try enjoy the weird button combos you had to press to get anything to fucking work and we couldn't remount the controls no and yeah so it just felt like a waste of effort to try to use those abilities most of the time when i could mostly just shotgun something in the face instead like yeah may as well just fucking use the shotgun sometimes maybe i'd punch the fucking pushback just to give myself a little breathing room, but yeah, it just didn't. Yeah, it didn't feel like it was a, a good use of my effort to try to combo that shit together when shit had died to a shotgun anyway. Um, so yeah, there was that. Um, so I, I think my view was tainted by that particular situation. You know, like that in particular didn't have me on side from the get-go. Uh, right. And so I think it was starting from a, you know, it had an uphill climb uh, right away. But I think it did a pretty good job. I didn't like the driving either. Um, if we're going to go with the, the Luke route of uh, listing all the things we didn't like first about something. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't like the driving that much either. It felt really sluggish. Uh, didn't feel like... Like, I, I want to... It's an it's a massive world, but I feel like I'm driving through fucking treacle or something. Like it's just, you know, turns take ages to take effect, and then by the time you've done it, you've oversteered and you're off off course again and stuff like that. Like jumps, uh, any anything you hit like that isn't the road feels yeah. like it slows you down or fucking crawl while you, or bounce, you bounce off, off it. yeah bounce all like over the place or bounce backwards off it. Um, yeah, that kind of stuff I wasn't a fan of at all. And, uh, one of the missions, uh, you have to be, like, go on... Monster Bash. Rage TV? Yeah, Monster Bash. Um, and it was basically a series of arenas. Mm-hmm. I just didn't find that to be terribly interesting, but yeah. I do wonder if that is because I wasn't able to use all of the, the abilities. Right. I wonder if it would have been more interesting if I was racking up these huge combos and putting together this epic sequence of events as opposed to running forward and shooting things with a shotgun constantly. Uh, and the main hassle being working out exactly where the enemies were spawning from this time. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, th- I think um, I think because I, so I've played it mouse and keyboard. And also uh, controller. Yeah. I think in 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 Sweden, I tried it with both. Back then, they were saying the game wasn't optimized with mouse and keyboard. Yeah. Um, and I think at QuakeCon, I played it with. They were saying the same thing, but I played it with mouse and keyboard a couple. So I played it with both, 
and I didn't have any issues while we were at the event getting all the the like abilities going and like using the dodge and the double jump and that sort of thing like I felt like my fingers were I understood how to um like chain all those abilities together like because I've, I've played it before for half an hour to an hour um and I'd seen I've been to these events where I've had developers show you like oh this is how you can use your abilities and chain them together and whatnot so for me I, like, I didn't have any of those problems and I think also by playing it on a a controller as well and knowing like how some of this stuff already worked all i needed to do was sort of be like all right well in order to mo- open that menu i just need to press this button on the keyboard and it'll do the same thing so i think my, our experience would be a little bit different for that yeah. part i also dry- sort of mentioned uh imagine that uh the game will sort of breadcrumb you through that shit as well i i don't think it'll start you off with all the right. abilities or whatever and you know that's the other thing is that the demo that i played um four or five times already had a tutorial in it on how to use those abilities and what yeah. buttons to press and and uh, it went for a, a couple of minutes um which you could skip but at least it showed you like this is how you dash this is how you double dash this yeah. is how you use this ability to do this thing um so yeah you kind of missing that part which was not in the demo that we played at all it was just kind of dropped you and it was like go yeah yeah exactly yeah. and so yeah it didn't i think if i had been yeah breadcrumb through that stuff i might be more incentivized to use it because i might have seen the usefulness of it but yeah having not it just seemed like a clunky way to maybe buy myself a couple of seconds when eh, i could just shotgun yeah. shit in the face because i like doing like the you jump up in the air and you slam the ground like you ground pounds doing that yeah. all the time yeah bringing up like you're throwing your orbs so it like pulls everybody with like the gravity any gravity stuff um, so yeah, I think that's that's probably a mistake they made with that demo is by not teaching people yeah. that tutorial, which maybe they should have chucked in there. Um, but I agree with you that the I, I also did not like the driving. Yeah. Um, there's something about it like it just feels swishy or something, right? Like I I can't remember what I wrote in my preview. Um, like it's very floaty. Yeah. Um, like you'll hit walls and just bounce off them. Yep. There was moments where I'd turn a corner and like you said, you sort of oversteer and I just. Like, the car would just fucking flip, and I'm rolling down a hill all of a sudden, yeah. or um, just weird things like that. It just... There was a race at one point. Yeah. <laughs> that was really weird to maneuver. It just didn't feel like the driving you sort of expect from... I don't uh, think a race like was a, a good way to fucking demo that shit either, by the way, because... I mean, apart from having just terrible rubber banding like rubber band AI it's catch up AI um yep. yeah it was like I couldn't there are a couple there was a, one specific corner where I couldn't fucking get my car to turn hard enough left <laughs> to actually make it around the corner and then it turned out both times on I, I got to that corner it didn't matter because I just drive into the wall <laughs> and then it, the car would turn itself and I'd go yeah. and I'm like fucking hell are you serious like ugh. why Why would you why would I be checking this out um, but yeah like ignoring those two things uh, that I didn't like uh, actually liked a lot of it I mean I think uh, some of like there's a bit of an oddity in that in the way some of the interactions with the world work, like 
staying in an elevator for fucking ages is like while someone yaps at you is not a yeah. terribly engaging way to experience shit. But uh, outside of that, like, yeah, there's like shitloads of um, like voiced characters who have information to tell you about stuff to go see out in the world. And it seems like there's a lot to do out in the world um, and a lot of opportunities for you to explore that combat and the full range of the combat. If, you know, it gets to the point where it's fun to be in that combat, of course. Um, so yeah, there's, there's that, the, the main arc of the, you know, the mission we were playing was, uh, Mm. I thought it was pretty good. Um, like interesting characters and, uh, yeah, like I thought the boss fight was a bit basic. It reminded me of killer croc from Arkham Asylum. Um, hopefully you don't have to fight him over and over again but uh yeah like apart from that like yeah it's just the graphics are gorgeous it's weird that it would be as seamless as it is because there's so much attention to detail all throughout like the various parts of the world that you you visit um and there's no loading screens between going there and going out into the open world. I think that's fucking awesome. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the humor didn't really gel with some people. I liked Mm. it, but I could imagine I've just finished, finished rewatching all of Archer and it reminded me a lot (laughs) of, uh, Archer's like the, the sense of humor in Archer. And I can imagine people, people who didn't like Archer are not, loving the humor in, in rage but if you liked archer i imagine the flip side that it will work for you you know that you will enjoy it but um yeah i like i generally liked it i think that yeah like yeah. i said the guns are good uh the guns feel good to to use and yeah i use the shotgun a lot but that's just because i like to get in close and and like shoot things um there's a there's a lot of like little puzzle solving around the place like you're like really not super complicated but those arc things that you were trying to puzzle your way into were interesting to try and like yeah how the fuck do i get in here i thought they were a cool cool addition uh a cool way to you know engage you outside of the main story it's a, it's a bit of organic puzzle solving uh which was cool i only went to one of them but apparently there was a super hard one further north that i'd be really interested to to check out mm. um the arc system in particular seems like an interesting way to sort of reminds me of those um mini dungeon type things in uh, horizon zero dawn you know you come across a sort of space that you had to sort of dig your yeah. way through like an underground yeah um yeah and you'd have to puzzle your way through yeah so i think that was the problem for me is because it was such a short demo yeah the the things that i saw in the and like they were telling us to go do the main story mission like yeah. so we didn't really get to see a lot of the open world but the stuff that i saw on the open world felt f- pretty generic like oh, okay oh, yeah, yeah it's this stuff that we've seen before. Like I came across, um, a bandit den where it was, uh, like an old petrol station that they'd taken over. Yeah. It was like, clear out the bandit den. And then, so I did that. And then 
a convoy came past and it was like, all right, now attack the convoy. Um, there was also like, a, a, like I had to go find a ranger. Um, he was in a general area and you had to go look for him. So I found that you had to figure out like kind of what happened to them. Um, and then there was this weird mechanical device that was in the ground that was shooting at me and it wanted me to destroy that. Um, so yeah, like again, like I just did like, didn't see much that like I haven't seen elsewhere and yeah and like just go kill these things and blow this thing up or go find this thing like all right cool pretty simple um I'm hoping that like there's more out there more interesting side missions you didn't um, get to any of the arc things no I didn't by the time yeah. I did those like four or yeah, five I had things to deliberately ignore that stuff that you're talking about to go yeah. check them out uh and I- but I've seen them I've I've seen bits of it before in, in, I, I haven't played it, but I've seen, seen bits and yeah. other things that like, yeah, uh, yeah, I could talk about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, the world looks huge. It's, there's a lot, lot of stuff going on. Uh, I just don't know if it's going to change up much. If it's got, if it's on PC and it's got modding, I guarantee you, you, we wind up with a Doom 3 flashlight situation where someone's modded the driving inside of a day. Because it is not good the way it is. Well, I mean, they've still got six, mo- six months left. Five yeah, months. Yeah, true. True now. Um, yeah, I just yeah really didn't like the driving. Yeah. And it seems um, like a pretty like critical element. Part. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I like the first preview, the, re- the reveal event, they were talking about how they wanted to make a big part of it combat car combat oh and okay. um and no. like different cars and because you remember in mad max it was about like taking armor off of cars yeah. and, and, and like shooting them like that a big focus on the car stuff in mad max yeah obviously because it's a it's a mad max game yeah um but yeah if they nail that it'd be good i think the world building like you said the the look of it is fantastic um the characters have these like they're all exaggerated and um like weird shapes and things like that you've got the the clegg was it clegg clegg can't remember his name k-l-e-g-g i think it was yeah um this dude with this big bulky dude with a like giant hair and he's got like a Bluetooth headset in his ear and um, he's wearing like a, a boxing, a boxing championship belt across, like draped across his shoulder with boxing gloves. He's like really unique looking characters. Yeah. Um, and then like the, the monster bash, it is monster bash, right? Monster bash TV. I, I, I do, I do have it written down. I don't have my notes in front of me. Um, right. There are my other the sounds my other right. screen. Yeah. Um, just like the look of that, these, these characters with giant face masks on and everything is decked out in this like carnival looking style. Um, like it's got, it's got style to it, the game. Yeah. It's, it, it doesn't look like rage where everything was just brown yeah. and uninteresting and boring. And that was the thing that was wrong with Borderlands initially, is they went for, like, everything was brown, and it wasn't until they changed the art style of that game is where things started to click. Yeah. I think this is the right move for them. They've gone, they've, like, it's still brown, but they've got some, like, it feels Punches like it's... of color. Yeah, they've got yeah. these purples and, and things blowing up and green, yeah. like, um, sorry, bright yellows and, and the, the nanotrites are these, 
like bright blue orbs that sort of burst out of people yeah. in Gone Collect. Like it's got dabs of color that's going around now, and it makes it more visually interesting. Yeah. Um, well, like the street sign, like the the turn here signs, like bright bright colors and uh, neon lights in the the main cities. So yeah, it's got that style going for it, which the, the other games didn't have, and it looks like it's got a unique and interesting world. And if they can, if they can get the humor on point. Um, and uh, the storytelling in particular, because because of being a world where you can play it sort of any biome that you kind of want to go and explore, um, as long as the storytelling isn't disjointed and um, and sort of fits with what they're trying to do, then I think that'll be good. Yeah. But yeah, they've got to really nail down the the car stuff. I feel like that. That's yeah. the, I will, like I came away from that preview being like. Like like I said, I was kind of cooled off. From yeah. Because yeah. um, I was so high on this game from playing it so many times that I thought the combat really enjoyed the shooting of it, considering it's their first fucking action shooter. Um, like, it feels fast-paced. as well. Yeah, first-person action shooter. Yeah. Um, like, it feels fast-paced. They've got all these cool abilities that have short cooldowns. Um, you, you, once you kill people, they give you health and ammo. Like, you're, it's forcing you to move forward. And engage yep. with these guys really quickly, and that's good. Um, so I think if they if they can nail the car the car stuff and have an interesting world with like unique gameplay stuff, gameplay elements, and yep. it's not just go and clear a bandit den or go and do this race, um, then that'd be cool. I think the problem is that like we've been spoiled again by Red Dead of having they, they've taken the formula of making open more games and just being just generic bullshit even though a lot of it is go fetch this thing or killing it the story elevated it really highly yeah um as well like yeah. there's, there's still your odd go kill this thing or whatever but they're throwing different mechanics in there and the story really takes that to another level so yeah. um yeah it's gonna be hard for open world games from here on out to yeah <laughs> to is. sort of hit that peak again yeah um, i still liked what i saw from rage 2 um but yeah, I've definitely come down a little bit, being like, all right, got to set my expectations a bit lower or more realistically as opposed to me going out being like, fucking hell, this looks sick. Because that's like the the point they've been hitting since those reveal trailers. Like that that reveal trailer really got people ants. Yeah. Um, and then from from uh, being able to play it a bunch of times the last couple of months, being like, yeah, it's solid. I think it's really good. Um, whereas getting to this point and being like, oh, the driving seems a little bit off, but... I'm sure, like, they'll get there eventually. Um, whether that means they've got a... I don't know how old the build was we were playing. Yeah. We're in January. I'm sure, like, developers took time off over Christmas. It's probably an older build. I didn't ask, but I'm guessing mm. it's probably an older build. Um, could be a couple months old. So, yeah, could be... Could be, like, we're seeing a build that was, you know, from here and released six months, seven months back. So, yeah. Yeah see what happens but otherwise man looks promising looks yep. really good more promising than what Rage the original Rage did oh 100% yeah um, is there anything else to talk about with, with that uh, I don't think so I don't no. think so uh, just let me scrub through well no it's not working I've got my preview up quickly but the site alright no no it's died anyway go Rage 2 there you go I'm sure that's not the last we'll, we'll hear about it. Oh, definitely not. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I feel like I've been a lot more critical on my previews this year than what I have been in the past. And cool. I don't think that's a problem. I don't think it's a bad thing, no. No, I just, I've gotten sick of writing fucking positive previews all the time. Yeah. Throw some criticism in there every once in a while. It's a good idea, I think. Yeah. All right. Um, all right, should we do some news? Let's do it. We've got, uh, I don't have it up, but esports news. We've got some, some esports related stuff. I don't know if you managed to catch any of this while you are away. Um, or, or wrap like get a wrap up of what kind of happened, um, but the uh, Australian Open held a a uh, Fortnite competition. Yep, um, which is a pretty big deal because they had a lot of money on the line uh, at this this competition five hundred thousand yeah dollars, which yep. is probably one of the biggest prize pools we've seen in Australian esports. Um, they had two competitions going. There was a um, there was a competitive match and a pro AM celebrity um, charity match, which was basically uh, streamers or influencers, content creators, journalists, musicians, um, sports personalities, TV personalities, and, and then kind of teaming them up with with like sometimes pro players or or a mix of either of those things we just talked about. Um, so I'll, I might talk about the, the pro AM match first. That was really um, fun to watch. They had a problem in the first match where I think like 30 people didn't get in to the initial game, um, which is a bit disappointing. But I think they ended up adding an extra game at the end. Right. Uh, judging by the stream, because at one point the cast was like, and we're done for today, see you later. And then like five minutes later they came back and they're like, we're having another game. Oh. So... <laughs> um, Good, but good, that was good. cool to watch. Um, a lot of kids at this event, tons of kids. I would say the majority of people that were watching, other than parents, were kids. Um, a lot of people screaming for their favorite content creators. Yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of cool that they were able to experience that. But yeah, very wildly different crowd that we normally see in. Um, I don't know. I shouldn't call it esports, should I? Is it? Am I being a jerk by saying we shouldn't call it esports? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. It was a pro am event, so uh, that you know, esports is about the professional, like focus. Yeah. Uh, um, Fortnite competition. Uh, yeah, a lot, lot of people there. It seemed like they had a couple thousand. Yeah. Uh, there was easily, I think, when I was watching 30,000 people watching on Twitch. Um, so that was a lot of fun, and people were just kind of having a good time with it. Not a lot of. Like obviously there were people there taking it seriously, but there were also people that just hamming it up, yeah, um, which is good. So that was that was fun. Um, the competitive and it was the competitive match as well was on. I think that was before uh, the pro am match, but the actual layout of the whole thing was really good. They had everybody um, sitting on the on Margaret Court, while um, so one of the tennis courts, and they had uh, like a. Uh, casting desks set up in the middle. Yep. Um, so everybody could kind of walk around that was in the event. From what I understand, they were all running on PCs, but people could use controllers as well. The people that came that qualified on the um, on Xboxes or controller support. And uh, yeah, this was basically an event where I, I think you had to qualify online and then you would get an invitation to to the main stage and um you would play a uh, a bunch of rounds i think it was best of five something like that right and you would get points based off of your placement 
and then um, you get points based off of kills as well. And they were using the similar rules to what they use globally in Fortnite competitions. Pretty much the same. Um, so yeah, that, they were really good matches to watch. I watched, I think, most of them. Yeah. If, if at least not all of them. And um, the presentation was good. Casting was good. They got a lot of international people out to cast this stuff. Um, a lot of a lot of big teams were involved from around Australia that had their players in the event. So it wasn't just like random people online. Um, the people that qualified for this thing were, were good players, yep. which is good. I mean, this is the way that I kind of want to see Fortnite evolve as an eSport as opposed to the Pro-AM stuff. I think we've talked about it in the past. Yep. It's good from an um, entertainment standpoint, but calling it a, a, an eSport or a competitive match is not good because I don't think that's what it is. But having actual you know, competitive players playing it is definitely a better experience, I think, at least, even though it is still Fortnite. Um, so all that stuff was really good. My only negative about the way it was done was, um, the point system. Uh, they favor heavily on, on standing, on placement. position, yep. placement points, which is exactly the same problem that, that, that uh, PUBG has had yep. since its launch. And, uh, to put it in perspective, the guy that ended up winning the tournament, yep. he won the first three rounds and got one kill across all three of those rounds <laughs> how did he get one kill and two wins without any kills no he got three wins yeah but he, got, he must have got oh, yeah. one kill in one of them right yeah and so what was happening was um because the point system is so heavily focused on standing yeah kills really didn't matter so everybody was just hiding yeah and building until the last circles and uh I, I think I put a picture online of like there's one point where it's one of the last circles and there's like 40 people still remaining and it's just a shot of just fucking boxes all over the place with name tags and people just building like nobody was engaging unless they needed to um, and so this guy what what they were doing was they get to the last circle where it just enclosed to the end of the game and you just had to out heal the other person yep and so you get to points where uh, alright well I'll it's drop amazing. down from this really high point and I'll shotgun the person on the way down and hopefully they don't have any health left so I'll win that round. And if they miss, they just hit the ground and die and then so the person down the bottom that's healing through all this stuff. Yeah, so he was basically healing and they would interview him and be like, well, this is the meta. Like, the tournament is about placement points so I'm not going to change it up. Like, I'm not going to go for kills. I'm just going to survive in the blue zone. They're like, that's not his fault. He's huh? playing the game that the, the, the tournament is designed to play. So, yep. Cool. Um, yeah. Sounds, sounds entertaining. Sounds, you know, you were just saying how, uh, how much you enjoyed watching it. Can't believe I missed it. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, they're short rounds as well. They're not right. like giant rounds. Um, but it's like, it's still, I, I wasn't sitting there focused on it. It was on my other screen while I was playing other games. But yeah, it was cool just to sort of have it running. Um, and seeing that go along a, a, a big competition uh, so the 2 to 1 play for plays for Renegades. Renegades yeah so that's pretty cool the guy who came second is a chief I think right uh, so that's yeah it's pretty cool um, some yeah you know, they're signed to teams and stuff and um, I think one of the guys who won the celebrity game yeah um, is one, is the brother of the guy that won the competitive match oh, who okay. didn't qualify for the competitive match didn't qualify 
Yeah. Was the qualification tough or something? <laughs> I don't know. Because I happened. actually thought I I actually thought I could probably beat four hundred kids and qualify <laughs> for the top hundred. You should see the way these guys build, man. It's fucking nuts. Yeah, I yeah, clearly didn't think about how important building would be. Yeah, it's um, like a hundred percent of it. Yeah, like actually a hundred percent of winning. Uh, I, I saw because uh, I got a press release, so I got some details. Uh, yep. It's interesting to hear that Nick Kyrgios, Dave Hughes, yes. and Peking Duck joined Laserbeam, Loser Fruit, Lachlan, and Mister Fresh Asian. It's interesting to hear that um, anyone joined Loser Fruit in this competition because she was in Japan with me. So uh, that was uh, pretty. Pretty she was there. Epic. She bailed during the con- the midway through. They had a stand in for her. She must have been there on a Saturday. No, no, she was at she was at the tournament for the celebrity game and bailed midway through. Oh. I, I think she bailed after the first game. They had someone stand in for her. Well, yeah, she yeah because she was in Japan. Yeah, she had to go get a flight at the same she event that I was like at. wrote that on Twitter. I saw it. Right, it's gold. <laughs> um, Apparently, they they started a couple hours late. So maybe, uh, okay. maybe, maybe she's supposed to have enough time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just thought that was amusing in the press release. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I, I full, full blown if I hadn't been in Tokyo and if I had been at this covering it as a, um, as esports journalist of the year, as the undefeated, undisputed reigning, defending esports journalist of the year, um, then I would have answered. I would back myself to at least make top 100. I reckon. And top 100 gets a thousand bucks. So, uh, yeah. Did you see that shit? Like the top 90 players got a thousand bucks. That's pretty epic. That's pretty yeah, fantastic. That's uh, but yes, to hear that it, it basically, like, to hear that he won three games and didn't kill anyone yeah. in two of them is. Oof. I. And he won the last one. He killed the. The last, I don't think he killed the last guy on the, the other match oh either. Like he he just killed a guy collaterally. Yeah, no. I, so I, again, I, yeah. I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch that <laughs> at all. I'm like, I know. Obviously, we are huge snobs about this fucking game. I know that, but regardless, there is no fucking way anyone could argue that that would be entertaining that that would be inherently entertaining to watch like god damn it's not even mm. a shooter at that point it's some sort of fucking weird it's building, building shit game. yeah yeah um and so that brings me to our next story uh about PUBG. um oh. PUBG have released PUBG corp have released their new esports rule set for 2019 this is at the end of last week okay uh literally like two days before this uh, Fortnite competition. Okay. Um, we've complained a lot about PUBG Esports pretty much since the beginning. I've got an interview with with Player Unknown yep. talking about this, uh, the way esports or, or point systems are handled, in particular in PUBG, in 2017, in October, when we, the game wasn't 1.0 release yet, mm-hmm. but we've been playing it for a couple of months. Yep. Um, the basic conversation was about how do you balance an esport in terms of having uh, having it be an interesting watching experience, but also like having a balance between survivability and kills Beautiful. and entertainment yeah. value. Yeah. Uh, and then, so what we ended up seeing in PUBG 
competitive matches was teams not engaging with other teams and holding out in the blue zone yep. um, or, or hiding in the water. Rank tanking. Uh, rank tanking, not, not, not getting kills because kills were not worth it at all. Yep. Um, back then, or well, sorry, for the past 17, 16 months, the way that PUBG point systems has worked, basically been about, um, say, as an estimate, 400 points for first place, 250 for second, and so on and so on. And then kill points would be about between 8 and 16 points. So you would get a squad wipe, and a squad wipe would be 32 points. Now, you put that in perspective from there's 100 players on the field on the, in the match, and you getting first place at 400 points or going up and killing other teams and potentially getting 32 points, it's not worth it. Yep. And that's the way that PUBG is pretty much... Um, being for the last 16 months and that's across your um, your your major competition hosts so your ESL um, those sorts of places your your G, GGL um, really big competitions have adopted the same rule set um, every once in a while you get a, a funky competition that comes out and tries to change up things a little bit differently tries to make kills worth a little bit more and whatnot um, but I think you and I have been pretty adamant since day one of being like they need a more focus on kills um, this yep. new rule set emphasizes that 110%. Uh, placement points, I will read them out to you. Placement points for first is now worth 10 points. Uh, second is sixth, and then it drops all the way down. Third is fifth. Fourth place is four points. Fifth is third. And then uh, nine to 16th in placement is zero points. So you don't get any points for those placements. Kill points, and this is where it's important. Kill points are one point per kill now, which oh, is shit. massive. Wow. Yeah. So you basically do two squad wipes and you are better than second place. Yeah. That's crazy. That's a massive change. That is huge. I have, <laughs> that's, I think that might be too much. I'm is honest. it? I think it might be. We'll see. I mean... I guess they've taken feedback from from teams. A single squad will... wipe, like you may as well just, just fucking hot drop. A single squad wipe is worth as much as coming fourth. Yeah, that's too much. I think we're going to see some interesting games. You're going to see fucking games that where like it's going to be fucking two teams left in the last fucking three circles. <laughs> like they've gone too far in the wrong direction. It's going to be all action for the first part. There's going to be no action in the mid, no action in the late mid, no action in the early end game. And then fucking it'll be the last two fucking teams finally find each other. Like there's just that's insane. You have literally no if if there are if there are fucking. Jesus Christ. More than but four teams left in the game, you have no yeah. reason not to push. But you got to think about it as well is that uh, circle settings are, are completely different on casual mode. They're, they're, they're shorter circles but move slower, so you've got to be moving all the time as well. I haven't looked into the circle change. Like, I've got it in front of me, but I can't tell you what the fucking different circles are. Yeah. Um, like, I haven't compared them to last... Yeah. One of the things I have noticed is they've toned down um, <clears throat> weapon distribution. Uh, I think at one stage they were running like double double assault rifles or like 2.5 assault rifles. That's been dropped back. Um, 
They got three times sniper rifles, three times DMRs. Yeah, one point six for assault rifles now, but they're getting they they lower a lot of the other things like um, uh, light machine guns and handguns and no crossbows and things like that. So they're, they're trying to balance it out. I, I'm guessing they're testing though they have tested this stuff. So the, the PUBG Corp esports rule set applies to all the major um, esports organizations. So you'll see this stuff on ASL. You'll see this stuff on the uh, on the major um, PUBG competition. So yeah, I, I think we'll see how it plays out. Um, we're definitely going to see more action now. Less, and I think that was the problem: is that you were getting to the end of the games in in the end of the circles, and just like so many teams were left. And this will hopefully you know, make teams want to engage with other teams, like not just hiding all the time, um, how that affects, you know, and then we'll see like the whole shit, what happens if the team coming first? What if all of a sudden you get people hot dropping on them? Fuck yeah, that's exciting to watch. I want to see that shit. I want to see teams hot dropping on teams that are coming first to try and wipe them out and kill them. Sounds cool. I don't um, think you do. I think that I think that's going to be odd. I think it's but then that forces teams as well to think up of like don't drop at the same place all the time. Maybe we have to go somewhere else because another team's dropping off. Do we run? Like, do we fight them? Um, trying to I don't know when the next tournament is on, but I'm trying to find my, my my points. Uh, change the point of. system. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, so what? Are, what was my suggestion? Uh, I suggested a linear point progression, which is not what they've gone with. Uh, so I had linear points, 20 per place, uh, and kills were 15 apiece. So three quarters, uh, a kill was worth three quarters of a place. Which means that four kills would still get you four places. Uh, four kills would get you three places, uh, mm. which meant that it was still better to get the squad wipe. You were still pursuing kills at the end of the day, but you were not pursuing kills at the cost of literally everything else, which I believe is what's going to happen. Uh, yeah, I, don't know. I think it's you're too incentivized. I actually got a lot of really good feedback about my points system. Clearly, PG, uh, PUBG weren't listening. Um, anyway. It's because you're Australian. That's it. They don't give a fuck. Uh, I had to throw that in there as well. They don't give a fuck. No, there's, <laughs> there's six regions. There's six regional pro leagues. There's North America, Europe, Korea, Japan, China, Taipei. There's fucking four regions in the space of fucking... 10% of the world's fucking geo- geography, geographical space. That's lunacy. China, yep. I definitely understand. I do not understand how there is not a fucking SEA, SEA region. Fuck. Oh, there is an SEA region. There's four fucking Southeast Asian fucking countries with their own fucking leagues. And there's a Southeast Asian pro circuit as well. Amazing. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fuck PUBG. Anyway, what's next? All right. Uh, next up, uh, Metro Exodus pulled from Steam Store will be exclusive to Epic Game Store as well as Dauntless is also the yep. same dealio. Yeah. People are raging out about this. I don't, don't really see the problem, but I think we've talked about 
you know, talked a lot about how uh, we don't, well, I don't care too much about having a couple of different stores. Uh, it doesn't really matter to me. I don't find it that big an inconvenience. Yeah. But people are losing their shit. I've seen people lose their shit. Yeah, well, they're review bombing. The other metrics. Deep yeah, Silver I saw that. games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I feel like... Um, Obviously, the uh, the outrage from it yep. is not great, but at the same time, I don't think it's a good move by the publisher, um, like allowing their customers to buy it from a store that they've used all this time. Um, like it's this thing of now I've got to fucking buy all my games on the fucking Epic Store, and it's you know what's there's no two factor authentication on that as far as I know because I've always had troubles with it. Maybe they did fix it, but like just shit, basic email, shit like email that. To, to FA, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just going this, through this thing of like, all right, what games is my like? Which client do I need to fire up for my games now? Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd rather just have the choice as a consumer to be like, I want to play it on this platform, or if I want to buy it on Green Man Gaming, or, or buy it on GOG, like. Fair enough. I don't think it's a good move for them to, to abandon Steam entirely. Um, whether or not they're getting a better cut or not, yeah, I think it's a bad move on their part. Yeah. I don't think it... But I don't, I was, I don't agree with the the outrage, like people flipping out and yeah. doing all that sort of shit. It's, it's dumb. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think Metro probably made a mistake by being the first ones to do this because they'll cop most of the heat uh and i think they're copying a lot of heat because they're moving from one thing to another uh yeah dawnless has it a bit easier because they're always sort of on their own launcher right i think pretty sure right. um so it's not that that big a deal from for them but you do have to migrate your account to the epic game store apparently if you yep. want it to work um so that's another thing i guess um yeah so the way it'll work is people that have already bought Metro Exodus on Steam will still be able to play it on Steam. They'll still get updates. They'll still get be able to get the DLC and whatnot. Right. Um, yeah, they just, like, I don't know if you can still buy it as of today. Um, I don't think so. I know so. there was a point where it was still sellable and it was, like, one of the highest selling games on Steam. So at the end of the day, they fucking made money out of it anyway. Um but yeah, like it's not like it's being removed entirely, and the people that bought it are getting refunds. Or yeah, right. Uh, I know that Humble Bundle people who purchased it by the Humble Bundle are getting Steam keys. They're not getting Epic oh. Games stores keys or whatever the fuck. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what we get review keys on. Yeah, <laughs> I assume Epic. I assume. Oh, yeah. I'd be surprised any other way. There's still so much about Epic that. Epic's game store that isn't really up to it took Steam a long time to get to these places, but like yeah. Yeah, I mean they've got things like cloud saves, controller support, yeah, um, forums. Yeah. Um like what is their return policy like, especially for Australians, we've got a pretty strict return policy on yeah, on goods here. Um you know. I don't I don't know how a lot of that stuff works, but I don't see like it seems pretty basic when I look at this their store. Yeah, yeah, it is. I don't, know. I don't think it matters ultimately, but yeah. 
I understand why people are generally upset. Just don't sure. I don't care personally. Cool. Last one is yours. Uh, Subnautica Below Zero is out now. Uh, no, I don't know what this is. You don't know what Subnautica Below Zero is? Subnautica no. Below Zero is a standalone uh, expansion for Subnautica. Right. Uh, Why are we doing the podcast? Hey, I know, right? I'm wasting <laughs> fucking time instead of playing. You kept talking about fucking Kingdom Hearts 3 and I'm sitting here like, <laughs> oh, I should be play under that. the sea, you motherfucker. Um... <laughs> You could be under the sea, Joe. I could be. With Ariel. Oh, really? No, I don't yeah. know if she's in it. Oh. <laughs> Just want to, you know... But she's a Disney character. Get right? get my shape of water on. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's it's in an Arctic biome. Uh, so I believe temperature is a factor. Uh, there's new creatures and stuff like that, new things to explore. It is, it's hit early access. It's not out. out. Oh, okay. Uh, and I'm in two minds as to whether or not I jump in. I bought it fucking immediately, uh, but I don't know if I play it yet or if I wait until it actually fully releases. Yeah, because uh, I played Subnautica. I guess, you know, we ran into this. Uh, Subnautica could have been Game of the Year last year, 2018, when it officially released. But uh, because of when we played it and when we were both obsessed about it, uh, it was in the running in 2017 instead. And I'm wondering, should I... That was Dead Cells. It was Subnautica as well, Dorcas and the Forest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because um, we're too fucking quick. We're too fucking early on this shit. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't know if I should jump in. I really want to, though. Because fuck. Hmm. Love me some Subnautica. wonder if they fixed the VR stuff or if I need a... a um, mod because you need a mod to make Subnautica's like Subnautica originals VR any like worth playing so yeah I mean I'll check it out I'll look into cool. it if I can play it in VR I'll play it immediately if I can't I'll take that as a sign to hold off until at least there's a mod yeah cool I'm gonna email them good plan <laughs> yeah alright All right. that was it that's it that's the news Um, do we have any I think we had a question oh, on yeah. Discord. We do have a question. I don't have Discord open. We have a question from Baz. Baz writes, You guys were talking about fighting games the last podcast, and which one is popular at any point in time? You mentioned Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter specifically. When Joe, when speaking to Joe on Discord, Smash Bros. came up, and although I've barely played it, I explained it is the biggest fighting game that has been for a long time, long while, to the best of my knowledge. What? Uh, he started calling me crazy along with Dr. E3 Money. Anyways, shortly after your discussion about fighting games on the last podcast, you announced the highest selling games of 2018 and I didn't hear Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, or even any other fighting game mentioned in the top 20. MPD apparently takes digital as well. Where possible, check out the link below. Smash Bros. is the best selling game for 2018 by a fair margin. I'm not a Smash fanboy. I don't get all the hype. Just wanted to prove I wasn't crazy when I started over Discord that Smash Bros. is the most popular fighting game. Well, if you look at 2018, the most popular game even beating out RDR2. Uh, how was Japan? Hope you enjoyed Mario Kart in Tokyo. I got about 70 kilometers going down the bridge um i did enjoy mario karting and I got, did he not listen at the start of the podcast right come on Paz. it's like down, literally mate. an hour fucking wake up mate um yeah for december it's the most popular for december first of all uh smash bros beat 
Red Dead Redemption 2 in December of yeah, 2018. Let's just fucking let's just fucking wind it back a bit there. Okay. Uh okay, um lots to take in on this one. Uh I will start off by saying there is no way that I claimed that uh Smash Bros was not uh, unbelievably popular. Uh, because I am 1000% certain that I've talked before about going to BAM numerous years in a row and about how half of Battle Arena Melbourne is Smash Bros and nothing but Smash Bros. Uh, Like, literally half of it is Smash Bros. But I've also talked about how inside the fighting game community, uh, Smashers don't consider themselves to be fighting game fans and fighting game fans don't consider Smash Smashers to be um fighting game fans either so uh i am going to assume that uh, i was uh <laughs> a either trolling or b being a dick about whether or not smash is a fighting game in the same sense uh, or if it is a smash game um hmm. yeah that's what i'm assuming uh, i'm assuming dr e3 money uh was definitely trolling because uh he doesn't give a fuck about fighting games at all. Uh, but he does <laughs> like to rile you up, Baz. Uh, as to uh, whether or not Smash is unbelievably popular, it's absolutely, it's obviously popular. Uh, but whether or not you're crazy on Discord, you are crazy on Discord, Baz. I don't know why, like, you're bringing up a lot of stuff and I'm just smashing it all down. Mostly because prove that I said any of this. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Um, good. It was like, I guess you got in a question at the end with the how was Japan, but I already answered it. Uh, not much of a question there. Basma Dan, uh, he did add in the link to the MPD, so you can check it out. Uh, he is correct that it was more popular than Red Dead Redemption in t- December of 2018. And then he said my name uh, to tag me, but I uh, dismissed it immediately so that I wouldn't read it until this very podcast. Um, because that's how we do questions up in his bitch anyway uh, thanks for writing in Baz Uh, I was going to say thanks for the question but not much of a question Uh, and yeah uh, I honestly don't remember this conversation at all and it doesn't seem like me at all like it absolutely doesn't seem like something I would say because yeah I know Smash is stupid popular. It drives me bananas how popular it is because I don't like it at all. And yeah, I was I've been to like been to fighting game tournaments where they've been like I've been told to go talk to the Smashes or they'll get upset. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want it. There's so many of them, and it smells down there. It actually does. No offense to Smashes, but it's like a Magic the Gathering thing. They, it's like most the problem is right most of the people have good personal hygiene but the ones who have bad personal hygiene have such bad personal hygiene that it's overwhelming that you can't help but notice it and if you're sitting there for a little while like playing smash i guess you just sort of like get used to it right like how when you go to luke's place and it smells like cat shit but he doesn't know because all he smells all day is cat shit um yeah like, like that. Yeah, exactly like that. Except for BO <laughs> at Smash tournaments. Um, anyway, that's it. That's all I got. Cool. That's a show. Good stuff.
That is the show. All right. Fucking uh, you three can hours. Find us on... fucked. Was it? So it you, you did talk to, about Japan for a long time. My bad. Um, it wasn't you, oh, you can find about us. Kingdom Hearts 3 fucking any hour. No. No, it was all I, me, uh, iTunes, Android, Windows Store, everywhere. On on everything you can find us on, we're probably there. All Spotify, the boom. Uh, the Gap, the GA podcast, you can search for us and be on there. Uh, you can rate and review us, help other people find the show. Please, please, if you haven't done that yet, do that. Do it takes it. like 15 seconds. Yeah. Three hours we've done today, just today. Take your 15 seconds to t- tick a star. Right. And say, Job's, Job Job's lied about Tokyo smash. story is, oh, is the smash. best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like appreciate everyone that does that. Uh, you can also email us questions to jpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to jump on our Discord page like Baz, you can go to the jpodcast.com slash Discord. Um, that'll take you to a link to all the things we do on Discord. We've got voice channels on there. There's people playing Battlefield at the moment. Um, we had a big group playing Anthem on the weekend. Um, there's a, there's a, there was an email for the division going out, right? I, I thought I saw that. Uh, what? An email? A beta? Is it? Yep. Okay. Must have missed um, it. Hopefully, that's a thing that I saw. Okay. <laughs> that was for public knowledge. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll check it quickly. Private beta features first taste of endgame contents. Right. Running from seven February 7 to February 11. Okay. Yeah, yeah, cool. We can talk about that. So yeah, if you want to play some of that, maybe jump in. Do it. Do it. Um, otherwise, Sea of Thieves, big Sea of Thieves update dropping next week as well. Oh yeah, keen to jump into that. Oh, I was yeah. being, I've been watching all their videos. Oh really? You're, you're getting yeah, all, all the info ahead of time. I watched the developer updates. That's how fucking deep I've gone into Jesus, Sea of look Thieves. Out. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can also find us on social media: facebook.com slash ga podcast, twitter.com slash ga podcast. You can go to YouTube. As well, which is jpodcast.com slash YouTube, the jpodcast.com slash Spotify. Um, that's the audio link. YouTube is obviously a video link. Job's going to put some uh, some Mario Mario Car Mario Car on there. Yep. I've got what have I got? Nothing. Maybe I'll put some B roll footage of Rage up as well. Cool. Um, we'll see how we go with that. Don't don't put so much that we get copyright struck. No, I'll I'll edit it. Good plan. Correctly. Yeah, and um, I would put yeah, I would chuck some anthem in, but it's risky business. I'm not sure. I can put a loading screen on. Oh, oh. yeah. Um, well, you can also also go to the gapodcast.com. It's got all the links, things we just talked about, including past episodes of the show. I forgot to and mention that, this. Uh, yes, but uh, with everyone not being able to log into Anthem, I logged in before I left for Japan. I woke yeah. up at like 5.30 in the morning and I'm like, uh, I'm just going to log in and make sure I get my fucking VIP skin. Yeah. No problems. There was literally no problem. I logged in without any ha- hassles at all. I thought mm-hmm. it was pretty funny seeing everyone like raging about not being able to get in. Because if I hadn't been able to get in, I wouldn't have spent any more time on it because I had to go catch a plane. Yeah. I just logged in Think- so register that I was in the VIP banner. Well, I think at that stage, it's early morning in NA, and it's maybe late-ish in the afternoon in Europe. 5.30 a.m.? Yeah. It was an hour and a half after the fucking beta had started. Yeah. Wouldn't that be the peak time for it to get hammered? Probably a little bit later. 
Whatever. Fucking whatever. It got hammered so hard that fucking Battlefield died. Yeah, it took all of Origin down, right? That's fucking <laughs> yeah, it took everything amazing. down. They had a. They accidentally built like a DDoS into it. Their own DDoS, so they could yeah. DDoS themselves. It's so good. It's yeah, amazing. They fixed it, but they realized they fucked up. Anyway, um, you can uh, you can support the show on Patreon if you want to go patreon.com slash ga podcast. Um, do it. You can help support the show. You're it helps the us. You don't have to pay for bills, things like that. But if you do it, you're the best. Um, yes, muchly appreciate everyone that does that. And I think that is it. Have you anything you want to pimp out for this week on your social media or your websites that you post on or anything? Um, two or three a.m. Saturday, I'll have to check exactly, but check out my anthem preview. Uh, there should be gameplay footage. I don't know if I, I might just put it on my own YouTube. Might be the easiest way. Just trying to put stuff in the Red Bull. It's a pain in the dick. Um, yeah, check that out. You can see me playing through some end game contents uh, that I can't talk about, but I really want to because all of my favorite stories are from end game content. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll do, we'll do that next week. Definitely. Yeah. Um, by, yeah, uh, can... by the time, by the time we podcast next week, these guys should be the Super Bowl champions. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> okay. The Rams, <laughs> the LA oh, okay. Rams, and uh, the LA Lakers, I'm all LA, baby. I'm, and the Kings? Yeah. Yeah. I met Wayne Gretzky once. Oh, did you? Yeah. He was a king. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. Sorry, no. um, I'm all LA. LA all day. Uh, for me, you can go to survivor.com. Like, as I said last week, and this week, busy weeks. Uh, you can go check out my my trials preview um i've got a trials interview it hasn't gone up yet but i think steve's waiting for a, a slow period to put it up um like i said brad hill uh professor fat shady he made the, the tutorials in trials i spoke to him yeah it's like a 1500 interview nice word interview um you can read my rage 2 preview which went up last night you can read my metro exodus preview um Next week, I've got... I, I played uh, The Division 2. That is all I can say about that. So you can go to Survivor next week for that. You can listen to our podcast next week for that one cool. as well. And um, I think that's about it. Cool. Yep. That's all we got going. Sweet. But yeah, it's been busy. Um, so next week, Division 2, Anthem, more Kingdom Hearts. Job's going to buy Kingdom Hearts and, and play it like he'll be hooked. Um, probably not gonna happen eh <laughs> yeah we'll see how we go that's it we're done done for another week it's hot I'm gonna play some Battlefield nice alright see ya bye